It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. Their, their lips are turning blue, their, their tongues are tingling, their sore throats, projectile vomiting, their cats are dead, the birds are dead, the fish are dead. What is happening out there? I have never seen anything like this in my entire career. Okay, well, that's quite the strong statement, but that's the kind of person you need to get attention to the issue. That's wow. Aaron Brockovich, yeah, from the movie, The Aaron Brockovich. Who's now on the scene and uh, trying to take care of the people of East Palestine, Ohio. Yeah, and it seems like every time these poor people turn around, they get hit with more bad news. Uh, yesterday, the governor of Ohio, uh, DeWine, asked FEMA for help. <laughs> FEMA said, no, nope, can't help you. Not a natural disaster. What What in the... So they're like, oh my gosh, what do we do now? Well, if that's... And I did not know this. If that's the technical definition and qualification for FEMA aid, it's got to be an act of God. Right. I... I I guess they're not wrong, but you can. The very least, what you can do is respond to them. And well, according to the mayor of East Palestine, the day before yesterday was the first day they heard from anybody in the administration. That that's sad. unbelievable. That's very, very sad. But who's to blame for that? Did had they been trying for the the officials from East Palestine, or had the governor, or the mayor, or somebody, uh, a senator, a council person? Anybody from that area or that state tried to get in touch with the Biden administration? You know, we're blaming the Biden. I can't believe I'm actually defending them. We're blaming the Biden administration. But was it because no one got in touch with them? But they had to see it. I mean, it was on national news. I mean, that toxic cloud was like horrific. Pete Buttigieg should have been on a plane there or driving there or doing something right away. All right. Let's go back in time and, and try to pretend that it wasn't a major chemical disaster too if it was just that big of a train derailment the guy should be aware of it and on the scene i agree he did two things the entire time his only message about that area was one tweet doing our best to can for him that's about it and then yesterday he comes out with one statement saying oh these kind of derailments they happen all the time here he is but there's clearly more that needs to be done because uh while this uh, horrible situation has gotten a particularly high amount of attention. There are roughly 1,000 cases a year of a train derailing. Happens all the time. Okay. Don't worry about it. Trains ah. derail. All right, because you know, I you know, I mean, you look at this. This train had 155 cars on it, I think, uh, and they run constantly. So, yeah, out of a thousand, how many of them have toxic leaks? Th- this badly. Yeah, I mean, this is like crazy because if it was a toxic leak, you would have heard about it. You know, we have train accidents here all the time, but not not because of there's no toxic leak that goes with it. This is horrible. So now these poor people, now they want to know where's anybody from the railway. Uh, they, but the railway, by the way, has said they will do everything to help these people. Yet the people in East Palestine want to know where are you. And number two, when are you going to start picking up the toxic stuff you left behind? Yeah, when does that start? Because it's leaching into the ground still. So I'm like, okay. Ohio Senator J.D. Vance, newly elected, he go went to the area, as he should. He's a senator. Um, and, and he took a, you can see the video, he took a stick in a nearby creek and he scraped the bottom right. of the stick. The stuff that came up was gross. Something I just discovered is that if you scrape the creek bed, it's like chemical is coming out of the ground. Can he, show, can he come here? And, and let me just show this to people. I don't know if you're going to see this on camera, but watch this. You just see that chemical pop out of the creek. This is disgusting. It is. It's like this blue-green stuff Bub- comes bubbly. out. Bubbly. And, you know, and, and Aaron Brockovich made 
mention that cats were dying. So people's cat or what happens to an animal that drinks out of that creek or drinks out of a nearby lake or a pond or some kind of body of water that's feeding off of the Ohio River where a lot of this toxic stuff ended? I don't know. And how long does it take to go away if it's if it's like sitting at the bottom like that? I think the worst part of all of this is the lack of attention and lack of response. They just don't care about it. This is middle Ohio industrial, pretty like I think probably, well definitely blue collar, but probably right. below the poverty level on average. They don't care about them. No, it's like oh yeah, we you know you know, we don't care. Plus you're a Republican. <laughs> Well, that too, it is Trump country, we right? Don't, so we that's don't another factor. It. And that's, that's horrible. Speaking of trains, locally, Brightline is going to test another round of high-speed uh, testing today, northern Palm Beach County this time. Yeah, they're going to go, what, in an excess of 80 miles an hour? Is that what they're doing? 110. Oh, jeez. Hey, you want to get there, don't you? Uh, well, I I am a firm believer in this, in this this railway system because I'll be one of the first ones to take it to Orlando. There's no Me doubt about too. it. But... I, I I look at the proximity of this this train track in Hope Sound to a school to to downtown and then in Stewart and I'm thinking this is this has got disaster written all over it. People are going to get hit. Well, people need to wake up. <laughs> no, they do. I mean, I mean, let's I, face it. I for, agree. for a majority of these so-called you know terrain cross hittings, whatever it is, people think they can beat the train, and you can't. So wake up. It's called progress. Yeah, deal with it. But just, just the people they gotta know. But they're gonna put. Aren't they putting like people with the bright line and maybe yep. police officers at the crossings to make sure people don't try to go across? One of the crossings. One of the crossings with testing today. Extra safety measures will be in place at A one A and Donald Ross Road in Palm Beach Gardens. Know it well. Okay. And then, uh, so it's already begun. I guess they did started like 10 minutes ago. They're going to have flaggers present at crossings where those trains will be traveling up to 110. Wow. Increased law enforcement as well. Yeah, they do need a big public education. They've been trying to educate people, but, you know, it's always, like we always say, we always joke around. This isn't, this isn't Brightline. This isn't uh, uh, Tri-Rail. Yeah, tri-Rail, that's like the manatee. That thing's like the... the Slow-moving manatee of the rail system. <laughs> you could run. This ain't that. In many cases, I think you could run faster than uh, that one. We There's don't no encourage that, it. but don't try. Yeah, it's uh, this thing flies, and and it's a cool train, and it's going to get you to Orlando. And how long? I mean, like half the time. Oh, it's going to be great too. They just uh, Danielle took uh, when she was home from college break. Took a, a bright line to Miami, and I was I'm waiting to pick her up, and I'm talking to the, the lady about Orlando. She goes, "Oh, we're very excited about that." She said, you wouldn't believe the amount of people. She said, "She said, just when you plan to use it, get your ticket early. Right. It's going to be a huge success. And they say once you get past, like, Fort Pierce, it's going to go, like, 120 miles an hour. I mean, it's going to yes. fly. Well, that's just like what passes me from Miami on the turnpike. <laughs> you know, or if you do 110 yourself, they'll be on your bumper but three inches because yeah. that's, that's how Miamians drive. It's you know? like, get out of the way. Yeah. And I always assume no one has insurance. I know. Isn't that, isn't that terrible? God. Isn't that because I've been in two accidents. Both people didn't have insurance. Oh, isn't that great? I like great. Okay, wonderful. Mm. Thanks so very much. Isn't that a law? Yeah. Okay, so what's going to kill me? Would you kill me? It is not. We did a study what three weeks ago. You guys had a story like you could drink five cups of coffee a day was good for you. Well, it's all changed. Oh, gee. new science it? out of Canada. Don't okay. they put maple syrup in their coffee? Are they to be trusted? I, I don't know. Maybe we maybe, maybe we can't trust the Canadians. Who puts maple syrup in their coffee? More than more than one cup of coffee a day could kill you, say Canadian researchers. Oh come University on! University of Toronto. That's right. 
Half of us have a genetic variant that helps metabolize caffeine quickly, which is good. The other half don't. So how do you Too know much if you coffee have it? may be pu- punishing your kidneys. And they say the only way to test is like some ridiculous test, like you got to take a kidney sample or something. I so you just to have to assume that you don't have the gene, so only drink a cup of coffee. Yeah. Okay. I don't know about this. Tomorrow they'll have a completely different study. Tell, tell more the, than five cups tell, is encouraged. Tell the fifty people waiting in line at the Dunkin' across the way over there. Yeah, yeah. that's going to kill you. Regardless of what they say, <laughs> no one's going to listen. No. This, this country runs on coffee. No, and you know who's to blame for that, for a new generation of it? Starbucks. Yeah, I think so. Look at how the, the average age of the Starbucks customer. Like 20. It's an addiction and a cult. It is. They right. got it right. Don Lemon, Don Lemon from CNN in some trouble, in some hot water for what he said yesterday about Nikki Haley. He's an idiot. No, he's really dumb. Uh, he's an idiot. Yeah, we got what that. He said. And we got some, believe it or not, some football starting this weekend. We do. And uh, sad news about Bruce Willis we got to get to. That's coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. This whole talk about age makes me uncomfortable. I think that, I think it's the wrong road to go down. She says people, you know, politicians or something are not in their prime. Nikki Haley is in her prime. Sorry. When a woman is considered to be in her prime in her 20s and 30s and maybe 40s. What do you talk? Wait. That's not according to me. Prime for what? Uh, it depends. I mean, it's just like prime. If you look it up, it'll. If you look, if you Google when is a woman in her prime, it'll say twenties, thirties, and forties. That was yesterday on your local wacky morning zoo radio program. Oh no, wait, sorry, it was CNN. Why? You know what? And, and who is he with? Who are those two women he's with? I, I would have just turned around and said, "Shut up." Who I had to you? look this up because it's a funny follow-up to that. His colleagues, his co-host Jenner, Poppy Harlow, and, okay. and Caitlin Collins. Okay, and. The Daily Mail says, because they always go with the tabloidy stuff, which I love. After this happened, they took a well-timed bathroom break. Oh, <laughs> they stormed off the oh, set. please. According to one of our listeners uh, who sent us an email, thank you very much, Mike. Uh, he says, I check with the MSNBC and CNN to see what they're getting wrong. He said, today Don Lemon has the day off. Oh, does he? Ah! <laughs> That's funny. Did not know that. Thank so, you. Thanks, Mike. Don Lamont, what are you doing? What the heck? Nikki Haley is 51 years old. She looks much younger. Uh, she does look younger. She, she looks, looks good. She's in great shape. She's sharp as can be. You have the nerve to say that Nikki Haley is past her prime when you have an 80-year-old president. You know it's not going to go well <laughs> when you say something like that. You're on the set with two other women. Oh, what a jerk. Uh, he followed up, too, by the way. And you know when you're in trouble in a conversation, it's, well, j- j- don't kill the messenger, Google it. Uh. Here's what he said. Prime you need to qualify. To are you talking about prime for, like, child-bearing? Yeah, or are you don't talking shoot about the messenger. prime I'm just for being president? what the facts are. Google it. Everybody at home, when is a woman in her prime? It says 20s, 30s, and 40s. Okay. He did issue one of those stupid, uh, I'm apologizing but not, not apologizing tweets, whatever it was. She, if she wrote this, I give her credit because she came out with a good uh, response. She's been talking about this whole discussion came up about Nikki Haley is proposing uh, testing for anybody 75 and plus in, in, in administrations. I can't blame her for that. So she came back at Don Lemon and said, to be clear, I'm not calling for a competency test for sexist middle-aged CNN anchors. <laughs> Only for people who make our laws and are 75 plus. She makes sense. So at the end, she got the final word and won. That's Good how the her. PR game works. And Don Lemon's gone for the day. <laughs> he should be gone for a while, actually. Maybe but just I'm surprised that those two women were as nice as they were to him, because neither well, one of them is in their prime, according to him. Well, 
after they took a storm off and took a bathroom <laughs> break together. They probably went right to the boss's office and said, get rid of him. Come on, Poppy. Want to go to HR with me? <laughs> <laughs> I think of Poppy. I think of the trolls. <laughs> yeah. That the head troll was Poppy. Poppy. Come Poppy. on. Okay. Don right. Lemon. What a jerk. Sad news. <laughs> And, it, and it's kind of odd we have so many dementia stories today. But, oh, uh, this is horrible. But uh, one of our favorites, Bruce Willis, his family has come out and said it's it's not good and there's an update in his condition. So I think, I think you're pretty much – he's going to be out of the public eye for probably the rest of his life now. Yeah, they have diagnosed him with a thing called front front temporal – is that how you say it? Front uh-huh. temporal dementia? They say it's very rare. And, it's, it's, uh, and I would assume yeah. if they're issuing a statement – that he's probably in pretty bad shape. Yep. Which is so sad. And they had, was it over the oh. summer, they originally made the announcement? It's been almost a year. Yeah. yeah. So, they and, and they said the reason he noticed it, he was forgetting things. Like yeah. his lines. He couldn't remember lines. He couldn't do movies anymore. And that's why, because they wanted him to do like a red three with that whole great cast. And, and he had to back out of it because yeah, he no couldn't way. remember any lines. <clears throat> so, so all the medical oh. experts are chiming in now on TV, and they say that uh, frontotemporal dementia especially affects uh, expression, speech, and understanding speech. Oh, how sad. I guess that's the, one of the main telltale signs, I guess. Cognitive abilities for sure. Oh, yeah. dear. Mm. Just, it's, uh, what is it with, you know, wh- why is it that so many great performers come up with like these very rare diseases i don't know you know it's like all of a sudden it makes you wonder if it's a certain type of personality that could be things these brain problems happen to I, it's just a i don't know i i lived through dementia with my mother it's all my grandmother my mother it was horrible yeah. it's not a good it's not a, it's not good to be on the other side of the fence <clears throat> you know somebody who's that big though and that well-known may raise some awareness of the issue though because there's, i don't think there's Anybody alive that hasn't had somebody with dementia in an extended family situation, or maybe an immediate family? Yeah, it's uh, you know, and if it's and if you're living with it today, I can remember when my grandmother had it. Well, I was young, so yeah. it was like the first time you ever heard about it. And I can remember the shrink. We had a, a special psychologist came in to teach all of us, and he looked directly at me and he said, "You're going to be with your grandmother more than anybody. Just remember, the only one getting frustrated is you." Oh. One way to look at and it, And he sure. said, so when she tells you she's hungry, if you just fed her, feed her again. Because in her world, you haven't fed her. And, and arguing with her isn't going to do you any good because she's right in her mind and you're wrong. And she's not going to change. And once I could in, 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 embrace that, it, life got a lot easier. Because I'd be like, Grandma, we just had lunch. No, we didn't. God. Well, Okay. That's what kills you, though. You see a person living in a totally different reality. And then, they, then, then it gets on to the point where they don't know who you are, and then it's, then it's horrific. Oh. And it's so sad. And it's, 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 it's obviously horrible for the person experiencing it, but far more worse, I think, than the people around because you're watching your loved ones right? just forget about you. It's, it's, not, it's not good. I, I hope they find some kind of treatment for it in the future. Oh, you hope so. All right, quick mention. We talked about this before. Don't ask us for uh, driver advice or betting advice, but NASCAR picks up its season this weekend. Daytona 500, big deal. It's an important deal for Florida especially. Well, yeah. How many people fit there? What? In that in the, in the race? In a car? No, in One. the race in the racetrack. How many people? Oh, I don't know. 150,000? Wow. Is it that Maybe? many? Maybe. Is that 150? I think so. Pretty close. Like, you know, it's it's like 125, between like 125 and 150. I know it's the biggest venue I've ever been to by far. It's so. enough that you don't want to get caught in traffic, traffic getting out of there when everybody else is leaving. That's correct. 
Wow. Yeah. I much only I remember was when Trump took the beast around. Oh, and yeah. we wanted him to go really fast so he could go up on the banks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. They didn't. They stayed Place went that, wild. But remember he landed? That was such a cool scene. He that landed. That was awesome. And you saw Air Force One fly right over the, oh. the, the uh, stadium there. and He knows how to yeah. do it theatrically. Yeah, There's it was no really doubt well about done. it. It did a very good job. Give me the wheel I want to drive. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine oh, the beast great. going around at like a hundred and something miles an hour and actually being able to? How fast do you have to go to be able to bank without Holy falling God. down the bank? Because it's oh, it's a high degree too. That, so that, you got to get going. A, that's a heck of a bank. Sure is. I mean, I know they take those turns at like one hundred and sixty miles per hour. God. So I'd get dizzy. I think. I my, my I'm so bad. You know, with getting sick on rides, I think I'd get sick. Maybe. Racing cars. Maybe. So, really Jen, so don't put your money on Jen at Daytona this week. <laughs> That's correct. You're probably not going to win. We don't even know who's racing. Who is the guy that won? I'm going to ask you again. What was Austin his name? Austin Cindric won I'll last year. Finally He's mur- 24 years old. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. A 24-year-old won. Holy cow. Alex Bowman taking the pole position. There you go. There you go. Thank you. All right. We've got uh, Rapid Fire. First time this morning. Oh. We'll go around the horn with some news stories and uh, chime in as well. Coming up next, a couple of minutes away, the East South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Time for Jen and Bill's Rapid Fire on News Talk 850 WFTL. And a Friday version of Rapid Fire. We'll go around the horn with some stories. Jen's got the first one. What's going on? I have animal stories today. This is something you never think about, but major zoos across the world have to plan on emergency situations. Sure. And they have to plan on natural disasters. Floods, hurricanes, earthquakes, tornadoes. A zoo in Tokyo yesterday staged an earthquake. Oh. Where the animals escaped. Mainly the gorillas. Oh, boy. They had 150 employees, police officers, and firefighters participate in the mock drill. Oh, no. The funniest part about it was the guy that usually takes care of the gorillas put on a gorilla suit, and he was the escaped animal. Oh, this is great. How do you get stuck with that one, though? I, I don't know, but the, <laughs> the, the, the part that's hysterical is the costume they put him in. Yeah. He looks like a teddy bear. I'm like, okay, it'll look like a gorilla. <laughs> and it looks like this fake little, but he's running around and they got nets and they're chasing him. He said it makes you realize what the gorilla's going through. They actually tase him. They fake tase oh, him. Oh, jeez. They wrap him up in a net and they put him in a truck and took him away. Oh, my God. And imagine said, if they, what would happen to him if they put him in the real gorilla containment. Oh, no. Wow. But he didn't look like, it's It's pretty funny. But he said it the past, they featured zebras, rhinos, lions, and orangutans getting loose. So I want to watch one of these. I know. Can they film this and put it on YouTube or something? I want to be in the tiger outfit. Yeah? But go, so you I, have to get it all fours, though? Do you have to like run around like a tiger? <laughs> oh, I wouldn't do that. All right. If, if you look at Sonny's <laughs> Facebook page, the gorilla escapee is there. Oh, maybe we can steal that one. <laughs> <That's> cute. <laughs> uh, watch out for the fast trains today. Brightline's going to begin another round of high-speed testing. It's already begun, apparently. Mm, wow. Focusing on northern Palm Beach County. Trains are going by. Maximum speeds of 110. This is all designed oh, to, to figure out how fast it's going to get you from South Florida to Orlando. That's what we're all waiting wow. for. Oh, I can't wait. I cannot and wait. And then, and then it's going to go right to Tampa. Yeah. Everybody oh, wow. I know that's taken it loves it. Oh, it's be- they're beautiful. That, that new bo- newish Boca station is gorgeous. Really? So Great. do we know, uh, is there going to be a station in Stewart? Is that going to kind of No, be not like- yet. They haven't approved it. Ah, okay. So that's one so. that they're waiting for. Because I'm thinking, just selfishly speaking here, if we're going to go to Orlando from uh-huh. where I am, 
Then I would go a little bit south to Stewart and jump on the station and go to Orlando. You're like five minutes from Orlando right now. I know. I, I was going to well say, it's drive, a, yeah. I mean, what's the walk. drive? It's, I don't know. It depends <laughs> on how long it takes from Stewart to Orlando. That's Yeah, that's true. So uh, one of the crossings where they're going to have extra safety measures will be at A1. It actually is at A1A at Donald Ross Road in Palm Beach Gardens, if that's your area. Just be careful. They're going to have flaggers, workers, extra personnel. Nobody at Indian Town Road, huh? Not yet. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Uh, the hunt, Here's the update. The 129-mile corridor between West Palm and Cocoa should be done by the second quarter of this year. Wow, they really? Are, they are, speaking of flying, yeah. flying with land tracks. Oh my yeah, gosh. And they say they're going to go in excess of 120 once Let's they do this. go yeah. north of like Fort Pierce. <laughs> I am psyched. I, gotta I think tell it's you great. Though, it is great. I'm excited, but I, I think I've seen people going faster than 120 on the turnpike on oh, yeah. the way to Orlando. Oh, yeah. so. <laughs> Tailgating you, <laughs> Yes. Uh, you could do 150, they'll still be on your back. That's right. Because flashing that's, their lights that's how they drive. It doesn't matter. You could be doing 30, you could be doing 130, and they need to tailgate anybody that's in front of them. That's in front of them. It's just awful. The worst drivers. And sorry, they're all from Miami. <laughs> a good number of them. Yeah, You're right. Uh, well, how about this for a coincidence? I love these little coincidence stories. Uh-oh. I don't know. It kind of went unreported a lot because there's just so many other big things happening, but... Jim Jordan came out with a subpoena, an announcement of a subpoena of all the heads of the big tech companies. Oh, yeah. Minus Elon Musk, because, you know, he's kind of cleaned up Twitter and things like that. But, I mean, we're talking Facebook, Google, YouTube. It's starting. Wow. That's right. Well, since that subpoena, <laughs> the head, the CEO of YouTube, Susan Wojcicki, I think is how you say mm-hmm. it. Okay. She's decided to step down. Oh. <laughs> How convenient. Talk about timing. Get out while the getting's good. Yeah, t- let me take my umbrella and see you later. This is oh kind of like gosh. when Pete Carroll quit USC when all the sanctions were coming. <laughs> I'm out! Yes! <laughs> USC was great. They had Heisman winners, <laughs> yeah. national championships, and everyone's like, why is Pete Carroll leaving for the NFL? And then all the sanctions came down. Death sentence. Whoops. So... That's wow. probably not a good sign for her or for YouTube if she's preemptively stepping stepping down. They know what's coming. Yeah. Wow. This is a massive change. I can't wait. Talk about something I'm excited for. Let's get those people in there and oh, in, absolutely. in the house and get these subpoenas going. Yep. Love that. My favorite story of the day. Probably of the week. An inmate in Bolivia. His name's Jose Diaz. Okay. He was serving a fifth was, well, it's gonna be longer now, Uh-oh. serving a fifteen year sentence for murder. Wow, go to Bolivia and kill somebody. Fifteen get years. Off, get off easy. Jeez. <laughs> he goes by the name El Arana, which translates to the spider. Oh, my gosh. Earlier this month, he was busted trying to d- escape, disguised as... Don't tell me. Not as a spider. Okay. <laughs> but as a sheep. Oh. He wrapped himself in sheepskin, got down on all fours, crawled past security past the wall, and managed to get out into the pasture surrounding the jail. All took place in the middle of the night. What's in the pasture surrounding the jail? Sheep. Oh, my gosh. And he tried to blend in with the sheep. Are you serious? I got to tell you, this is kind of genius. You How is he I know. It, have to see the picture. It's it almost hysterical. works. <laughs> they call him a stupid criminal, but I don't know. I, I mean, the problem was he was only disguised as a sheep from the waist up. Oh. So they could see it. So he's laying down on the ground next to the sheep, and they realized that he was like a little bit lower than the other sheep. <laughs> anyway, they caught him. He's so like, now, now he's back. He's like prison. a mythical creature. He's half sheep, half man. I know. They were about to put him out of his misery. <laughs> right. They realized he's a human. <laughs> wow. Well, he almost uh, got it.
Anyway, oh they God. caught him again. That's well, funny. You got to be careful with uh, social media. Speaking of that, the Biden administration's top diplomat to Afghanistan had to apologize Thursday. Uh oh. A Twitter post in which she tweeted that Afghan women need some black girl magic. What? To overcome the Taliban government's oppression. Karen Decker is her name. She uh, issued her apology after a hugely ridiculed tweet on Wednesday. What? Clumsy attempt to celebrate Black History Month. This is what it said. She tweeted from her official account, government account. Are Afghans familiar with hashtag black girl magic and the movement inspired? Oh my gosh. Do Afghan girls need a similar movement? Wow. That's not thinking straight. <laughs> Holy cow. That's not very smart. And she's employed still, huh? Oh, yeah. Okay. We're the State Department. Okay, We great. have the dumbest people in the country running our government. Yeah, it, it's Oh, my like, gosh. It's like her, she, what did you think? It was her personal account? Oh, my wow. gosh. Wow. Well, there's, there's that. I've always wondered what I would do if I came across some type of, like, rare animal. This guy in Virginia, he brought in an extremely rare, they call it, golden largemouth bass. And we know how serious bass fishers are. Oh, golden. Oh, remember the ones that got caught cheating? Yes. Oh, that was huge. They were going to kill those guys. I've never heard of a golden largemouth. Neither have I. So we've heard of like albino stuff before, yeah, right? Like right. Albino crocodiles and all that. Is it this. golden because of toxic materials? No, no okay. actually. This, so this was in, where is this? Uh, Chipoke State Park. I probably shouldn't have even tried to read that. But apparently this guy is out there fishing. He's doing his thing. He's like, I've seen bass with black spots and, you know, an albino one. He's like, I've never seen a golden mouth bass before. And apparently it's a thing. It's something called xantheism where it's like this uh, pigmentation mutation. Wow. And I guess the most common mutation with that, with xanthism, is a yellow type of skin for the bass. So he caught it. And Oops. ate it. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, did he? <laughs> no, he didn't eat it. He put it in the bassomatic. <laughs> oh, my God, no. He caught it, took some pictures, measured it, and threw it back in. Thank threw goodness. it back. Threw it back. Well, what are you going to do? It's probably one in a billion. That's what I'm mounted. That's like a Big Mouth yes, Billy. Yes, Don't I think I would. Don't worry. That's Be like happy. happy. Come on. Take me to the river. <laughs> I remember those things. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, I would feel bad keeping it because it's like a wonder of nature. But yeah. at the same time, it's a wonder of nature. I kind of want to like put that up somewhere. Well, hopefully documented it and everything. And he yeah. got pictures. Of, they look like a big got, goldfish. Yeah. A big yellow of, right. fish. It's, it's more yellow, but they call it golden. Wow. Huh. But well, what I do if I caught that? I know what I'm saying. It's a cool looking fish. But he got some pictures of it. And he's oh, holding good, it. Right. And so at least he has pictures he can put on Facebook or something. So now everybody at that lake... Is going to try to catch this fish. Again. Oh, I'm exactly. sure. Yeah, they're all going to go out there. Maybe We're going just, after golden whiskers. Maybe it was just all a ploy to increase the, the fishermen. Well, this is in the James River in Virginia. So if you want to look for the golden largemouth bass, then go for it. Oh. Okay. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, they've got uh, glowing bass in Ohio. Oh, yeah. no. That's bad. Not good at all. But Aaron Brockovich, that's right. The Aaron Brockovich is now on the scene. Speaking up for those people, we'll hear what she has to say. And good for her. And I hope she gets them millions of dollars. And you ready for more football this weekend? Really? Let's the do this. XFL. I have the team names. Should, should we each pick our team? Yep. And see, right? Oh, my yep. God. Not <laughs> only that, we're picking winners. <laughs> our team for the season. That's right. Friday football picks with the XFL. Here we go. <laughs> Maybe. Help if Jen me. doesn't kill us. Coming up next. The East <laughs> Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. And the fact that we have not cleaned up the, the, the train crash, the fact that these chemicals are still seeping in the ground, 
is an insult to the people who live in East Palestine. Do not forget these people. We've got to keep applying pressure. That's how we're going to fix this problem. Thank That's, you. That's uh, Ohio Senator J.D. Vance did a little video when he was in the area there, and he uh, scraped a stick. That's actually a video you can see in the Morning Show blog on the app. Scraped a stick into a local creek. Water looks fine until he scrapes the bottom, and then blue-black chemical bubbles come up. Yeah, it's... Ugh. And you think these poor people in East Palestine, and every time you turn around, they're getting bad news. They found out yesterday uh, they don't qualify for FEMA help because it's not a natural disaster. Uh, the railway uh, says it's going to help, but no one's seen anybody from the railway. And he's right, too. He's exactly right. A point you made before, Jen, about an hour ago. The actual original site where the wreck is has not been cleaned up. So, yeah, they said they burned it off. But the problem is what seeped into the ground before it got burned off, it's still seeping into the ground. And the longer it sits there, the deeper it's going to go. And it's going to, does it get into the aquifer? Does it get into people's wells? I mean, they've originally told people. Now, the EPA, I guess the director of the EPA is there. And that person is saying, oh, everything's fine. Water's right. fine. Right. But they say if you have an individual well, don't use the water until somebody tests it. Yeah, because they have a treatment plant and they think that they that can take care of the chemicals. But but you got a well, you're on your own. Yeah, and if this stuff is still leaching into the ground and you're anywhere near this site, like the mayor, he's what, a block or two blocks away? Mm-hmm. I mean, what are the odds if you have a well that this water hasn't already, this this these toxic chemicals haven't already gotten into your water supply? And then what happens to these people? Who's going to pay for new wells? They're expensive. There's Erin Brockovich, the famous Erin Brockovich. Listen to her tale, what she's heard from people. Their, their lips are turning blue. Their, their tongues are tingling. Their sore throats, projectile vomiting. Their cats are dead. The birds are dead. The fish are dead. What is happening out there? I have never seen anything like this in my entire career. And lack of response. Wow. Jeez. Oh, this is just awful. This it is really just is. like the, the story that put her on the map, that PG&E situation, Hinkley. And for her to say she's never seen anything like this, boy, that's wow. saying something. Cause she's seen some bad stuff. And the most amazing part of this entire thing to me was the East Palestine mayor saying he hadn't heard from anybody in the administration, not one department, not the EPA, not the uh, transportation department, no, no one, not the White House, nothing until the day before yesterday. And what This happened on the 3rd. And the day before yesterday, the day before that, Erin Brockovich made her appearance. She finally, you know, she got involved and now all of a sudden the world's involved. That's unbelievable to Which me. is I'm sad. Sorry. Had incredible. it not been for Erin Brockovich, would we be talking about it today? Hey, that's pathetic. Not to this extent. Ah, oh, these poor people. And and what ha- the railway says, says they're going to help them. I... Yeah, they're going to help him because she's going to file a massive lawsuit against him. As There's not should. that many people in this town. And the and FEMA contacting them saying you're not eligible for any money whatsoever. Telling DeWine that, the governor. Uh, sorry, not a natural disaster. So therefore, you don't get any money from us. And that may be the, you know, okay, that may be the, the, the technical definition of FEMA money and how to qualify. I get that. But you're telling them, you're saying to them outright you're going to leave them on their own. Did FEMA say that to the people at Surfside? Just curious. Uh, we got to look that up. That's a good question. I don't know. That's interesting. I don't even know if FEMA was contacted. But I how would could have that be considered a natural disaster? Yeah, wasn't. But were they there? Whew. I don't know. I don't you know. You got to Google some hard, uh, harder over there. I don't know. But uh, it should be interesting. You found out already. There you go. FEMA, their public assistance staff, were on site and monitoring operations since June twenty fifth, twenty twenty one, at the Surfside collapse. Then how does that happen? Well, that wasn't know. a natural disaster. No, unless they've found a way to 
categorize it as a natural disaster because it was like rusting. They, it was from ocean air. Yeah, from the elements. I don't huh. know. Maybe they found some type of loophole. But you're right. They were there. I th- that so what's the, I mean I don't know understand the difference maybe they're just trying to put all the onus on the railway company which where it should lie to begin with but they're nowhere to be found you know they they're all they're doing is lawyering up and sending their legal teams in they have they haven't even sent they didn't even send anybody from the railways <laughs> the train station the train company to the the public hearing that they had no the they little, still haven't had a rep there no. Well, because we're afraid all... for the safety of our <laughs> company representatives. Yeah, what are they afraid they're going to get stoned or beaten to death I, I, or die of toxic shock? I, I don't know. It's it's horrible. It, it makes me wonder. It's are they the only railway system to use? Because they had I... another one derail yesterday outside of Detroit. Right. No one got hurt in that one though. Or... Happens all the time, according to the transportation secretary, oh. Mayor Pete. But there's clearly more that needs to be done because uh, while this. Uh, horrible situation has gotten a particularly high amount of attention. There are roughly 1,000 cases a year of a train derailing. Okay. That's going to make you feel better, right? We do have uh, absolute confidence in in Mayor Pete. (laughs) Oh, I'm so glad you do. Sure you do. Yeah, he hasn't even shown up there yet. Hasn't even looked at the situation. No. And it's just okay. There's 1,000 derailments. Yeah, that that could very well be. But to this extent where there's toxic chemicals leaching into the ground Mm. and a toxic plume above, come on. He's, he's, oh, goodness. Well, in better news, not only is it NASCAR kicking off with the Daytona 500 this weekend, that's a big deal for Florida and this point. NASCAR needs a big year. They really do. No one's been talking about it. Not only that, football is back this weekend. This is the XFL. Now, is that the one we saw the, the, the spots for during the Super Bowl? No, that was on Fox, so that was the USFL. How many are there? Lots. Oh my so gosh. the XFL has eight teams. <laughs> oh, eight no. teams. We've got That's a Florida right. representative here. We do. We, we do. We have the Orlando Guardians. Horrible name. Come and on, didn't what they learn from Cleveland? <laughs> what are you guarding in Orlando? And I got to tell you, too, not only is it a Mickey bad Mouse. name. Yeah, really. But really bad jerseys. Really? I just saw what are their, their colors. Jer- they look like the Oregon football team. Oh, the Ducks. Yes. Oh, that green. No. It looks awful. Oh, no. It looks oh, like gosh. the Oregon football team, but worse. <laughs> so I guess we'll get a look at those this weekend. You go, but you want to know the eight teams? You want? How about oh, we pick a team? We're gonna pick a team. Sure. I'm not picking them. No, neither am I. I haven't I don't even like seen green. Haven't seen what you're talking about, but don't like it already. All right, I'm undecided, so I'll let you guys pick first. The St. Louis Battlehawks is one of the teams. Okay. I've, I, weirdly, I've maybe it was on Twitter. I've seen their uniforms. I don't okay. know why. Their emblem are they red? No, they're bluish, blue and white. Yeah. yeah, their emblem is a sword in between two wings. Battlehawks. It's actually pretty cool. Uh, the Arlington Redingades. They're out there. The Arlington, S- Virginia. Yeah. The uh, I, I think uh, the Seattle Sea Dragons. Oh, I like that. The San Antonio Brahmas. Oh, bulls. Uh huh. The Houston Roughnecks. <laughs> yeah. The D.C. Defenders, so it must be Arlington, Texas. The D.C. Defenders and the Vegas Vipers, along with the Orlando Guardians. I'm going with Vegas. You going Vegas? What was that right, other one I just Vegas. liked? I just told you I liked. You like the Brahmas, I think, didn't yeah. you? Okay, we'll take the Brahmas. I'll go with the Bulls. So your team in the USFL are the Stallions. Yeah. And in the XFL, it's the, the Brahmas. So I got, go. I got bulls and horses. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like my backyard, okay? I think I'm going with the St. Louis Battlehawks. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's a I cool like name. Too. It's a cool emblem. All right. I like it. It's wings with a sword in the middle. We're going to have to make Friday football picks with the matchups. <laughs> do they play every weekend? They do. 
So we've adopted our teams. This is like the South Korean Baseball League now. <laughs> Bill's right in Vegas. Jen's got Houston. I'm going St. Louis. Let's go. Yeah, they must play in the uh, Raiders' new stadium in Vegas, right? I'm sure. Where else are you going to play? Yeah, that's true. Did they get know. that baseball team yet? They're going to. They're going to. It's going to Because happen. they were talking about yesterday again on Fox Sports that they were picking out land or something. Did I say you oh. had Houston? You have San Antonio. I'm sorry. I San Antonio know. Brahmas. The other whatever the, whatever the yeah. Bulls are. Whatever <laughs> yeah. they are. Texas. <laughs> I don't right. want to misrepresent your team choice. That's it. <laughs> I, it's, it's the first and the last time you'll hear me talk about it. So <laughs> you guys will talk about it and I'll say good. My team won again. Thank you. <laughs> we're keeping track. That's right. <laughs> Tracking our progress for the next championship competition. Wow. Uh, Joe Biden's a stable genius. Oh, sure he is. <laughs> In his own mind. And the White House says, stop questioning his age. And Don, Don Lemon from CNN in trouble. She took, took a shot at Nikki Haley. Did not go well. So bad. He's not there today. And Tiger's back. That's good news. All next, the South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Let's- it's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. It is interesting that we get this question about this president who has had one of the most historical uh, presidency in his first two years than any other president, almost any other president. All right, grammatically, I don't even know what that means, but uh, stable genius, no problem. Joe's fine. Historically the best. (laughs) They've brainwashed that girl. Historically, he's great at what? Screwing things up? I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know what she means, but uh, she has to run and cover for him. But Joe's Joe's test came back great yesterday. Great. Yeah, they didn't do an MRI, but he's great. They, did they do even any cognitive testing? I no. guess that's what a lot of people want to know. They did not. Remember when Trump, because I can remember when Trump, when did he say he was a stable genius? It was, it was that first one. Remember, he couldn't um, wait. I want to publish these. And they said, sir, you can't. No, tell him I'm awesome. <laughs> but remember, he, he even mentioned somewhere, I don't know if it was in, on Twitter or if it was he just did it in the interview. He said they made him do stuff like count backwards mm-hmm. or, you know, do the alphabet backwards or remember they gave him a bunch of words and he had to repeat the words or the numbers or whatever it was but at least they tested him cognitively i don't did they do that with biden i guess not i was watching uh trying to get the sound for you i was watching that dr mark siegel he's a contributor to fox and tucker had him on last night and he said there's no this means nothing unless you do an mri and a cognitive test with this guy and he made a great point too he says we know 80 year olds that are surgeons and are great better than ever We've all had somebody in their family in their 90s that are sharp. I know you have, I have. Right. Everybody's different. This guy is not your average ready-to-go 82-year-old or whatever he is. 80, I think, yeah. But he's going to be 82, and he said, this being Biden, that the results of this physical would determine whether or not he runs for re-election. So now that they're giving him, this doctor, glowing reports— does that mean he announces he's running for re-election in the near future? The Biden t- staffers will. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Unless they leak something. I Keep an eye out for this. Wow. We said it will come off Friday or over the weekend if they want him out, and it would come from the Democrats themselves. Oh, they, you're if right. they want to take Biden out, they'll leak something out that it wasn't as healthy as they say. Well, you know, who's going to leak it? Right. Uh, that's That would be the question of the hour. You can't tell me the guy's stable. No. So, just by watching him. No. I know. Look at how he talks, how he phrases things. Right. He forgets where he is half the time. I'm sorry. You know, I'm not trying to be cruel. It's just fact. So Nikki Haley, who has had a busy week, she announces she's running for president. She did her first speech and then she came out with her first policy decision on on the heels of this. 
She wants cognitive tests, competency tests for lawmakers who are 75 plus. Oh, my goodness. Mitch McConnell never would have passed. No. Lots of them wouldn't. You know? No. It's like the, the, Diane Feinstein. Oh, geez. She didn't even know she had retired. So it's her kind staff of a, didn't even tell her. It's a smart move for Nikki Haley to say because she's young. She's 51. She's sharp. She looks younger than that. Wow. This got, uh, this got Don Lemon into some trouble on CNN. Don Lemon. Idiot. One of our viewers, was it Mike, <laughs> told us he's off the air today? Yeah, Mike. Thanks, Mike. He's, oh, yeah, he's not there today. Has a day off. Convenient. Here's, here's what Don said. This whole talk about age makes me uncomfortable. I think that I think it's the wrong road to go down. She says people, you know, politicians or something are not in their prime. Nikki Haley isn't in her prime. Sorry. Oh. A woman is considered oh. to be in her prime in her 20s and 30s. And... Maybe 40s. What are that's you talking about? Wait. I, that's not according to me. <laughs> prime for what? Uh, it depends. I mean, it's just like prime. If you look it up, it'll. If you look, if you Google when is a woman in her prime, it'll say 20s, 30s, and 40s. Not me. Uh, Google okay. it. Just Google, Google it. it. Yeah, maybe in her prime for you know childbearing years or this year or that. Come on, what an idiot. She's 51 years old. She looks much younger. She looked good, Nikki Haley. She's a good-looking woman. So his co-hosts were horrified. They took a, according to the Daily Mail, and I love this, Poppy Harlow and co-host Caitlin <laughs> Collins, who are beside him, they took a well-timed bathroom break oh, together. Oh, It's like when they're upset at the, uh, at a double date at the, t- oh, you want to go to the bathroom? Yeah. yeah. I know. It's going to be away from this idiot. Poppy, you want to go to HR with me? Yeah. I'm sure they did. But I, they were very polite about it on the air. They, they should have been a little more aggressive. I would have said, oh, shush. By the way, I looked up uh, what the prime age for man a man is. It's like early 20s. Google it. Google it. That's what it says. Don, uh, Don Lamont issued an apology on Twitter. said my reference was inartful and irrelevant. So this is one of those I apologize for you mishearing me kind of yeah. deals, whatever. It's not, yeah. It's, it's not because she gets the last word. That's how you win the PR game. She said, to be clear, not because she gets the last word. That's how you win the PR game. She said, to be clear... Not calling for competency tests for sexist middle-aged CNN anchors. <laughs> Only for people who make our laws and are 75 plus. I give her, if she wrote that, that's very sharp. Good for her. That was pretty sharp. And I agree with her. Anybody is 75 and older. Without sure. a doubt. Absolutely. I, it's it's kind of like the same thing when it comes to driving tests. Yeah. I think when you hit a certain age, you should be tested again. I'm a firm believer in that. My dad drove way too long. Yeah, I know. Like oh. your grandfather. Just oh go straight. God. <laughs> Well, why do I have to stop? I'm going slow. <laughs> I had because it's not a train. Speaking of which, I had a guy this morning getting off at 45th Street where mm-hmm. there's a light. To- I came off of the, the the ramp. He had to be going 60. Went around me, ran right through the light. It didn't Oof. even. St- I mean, didn't even stop. That's really it didn't dangerous. even slow down. I was like, oh my gosh, dangerous, crazy people. Got to be careful. Crazy, crazy. Well, guess who's back? This is good news. Who? Tiger Woods is back in more way than one. It's Riviera. It's Tiger. It's the Palisades. And we are underway. Oh, what was that? He hawked a loogie. Oh, he didn't. They didn't know he was mic'd up. He went, oh, my God. (laughs) He looked like he he had, what, uh, two under par? Is that what it was? I think it was two under par. I don't know what it is. He's doing well. Hey, you know what? Last time, the last one he was in when he pulled out was what about a year ago? Right. Remember, he was like three over, four over, five over. Then he went to seven over, and he was then the I think he withdrew. But he said he was having a hard time walking. He looked like he was okay yesterday. Well, it feels like he's back because he's like he's kind of like joking around. He's getting into, he's trash talking again. That's when oh. you know he's back in in form. 
So he's. You said earlier he's like seven off the lead. Is that it? Something like that. I don't know. That's yeah, whatever it is. For him. It's early, but it's Should good. It's good news because the better he does with this, the better chances we have. Selfishly speaking, of getting him into the Honda Classic locally coming up. Wow. Oh, Wouldn't that, that be good? And that would be great for that the Honda Classic. That translates to what? $100 million extra locally? Oh, easily. He's involved? Yeah, that, that's to, that leads to sellout without a doubt before yeah. it even starts. Right. Because last time he was there, remember how crazy it was? Oh, my gosh. I'm thinking if you try to get into that tournament, they make you park five, you know, no. 20 miles away as it is. I Wait love he's involved. I love that it's here. <laughs> I have zero interest in being there. None no. whatsoever. A friend of mine goes every year, but she volunteers. You know, it's for the kids' school or some kind yeah, of charity. Those things. And I'm like, yeah, you go fight the traffic. Well, we get special parking. Yeah, five miles away. You're going to take a bus, <laughs> then a, a scooter, or yeah. this or that. Uh, it takes you eight modes of transportation to get to the club. I'll watch like, on TV. I'm good. I'm with you. I'm fine. I'm with you on that one. Hey, uh, well, we've got this story, too, It's and it's a big one. Yes, true, we've shot down Chinese spy balloons, but we've also sp- shot down hobby balloons. <laughs> and, the, and the club from Illinois that said oh, they launched this thing? Poor things. They said, we tried to tell you we had one up there. <laughs> but they said it was little. I, I mean, come on. You can't tell me these pilots didn't say, look at it and say, it's the size of a, you know, a, a stuffed animal. What's the value of a, <laughs> a Sidewinder on. missile? They said what? 300 and something thousand or something like because that? Because the balloon, the report, the update this morning is the balloon it shot down was $12. <laughs> Intelligence community's current assessment is that these three objects were most likely balloons tied to private companies, recreation, or research institutions studying weather, or conducting other scientific research. Translation, hobby balloons. Okay, can I ask a really dumb question? There are no dumb questions. Two of you. The Chinese balloon that they shot down in the ocean off of South Carolina was was confirmed. We knew that's very large. I mean, you could see that thing pretty far away. Right. They're saying that one of the balloons that they shot down here by this hobby group was like literally (laughs) maybe 36 inches wide, maybe 20 feet high. There's a big difference between a balloon that size and one that's a spy satellite. Which in one, (laughs) come on. One aspect of that is that it was impressive we hit it. It was that small. Well, they hit it with what kind of missile? Well, okay, we got to backtrack a lot because okay. it's, it's, there's a lot to unpack here. So that that's what Biden said about that. So the, it's either a cover, you can believe that, or, or or there were more spy balloons, but we don't want the American people to think that China has infiltrated us that badly. Okay. But no. this can coordinate it with the, the hobby group had said at the time when they lost contact with one of their hobby balloons that was worth $12, they said. Oh, my God. It had a tracking device on it, but they alerted the government when all this stuff was happening. They said, hey, we just want you to know that we lost a balloon in that area. We And they said, who are you? And we said, we are the Northern Illinois Bottle Cap Balloon Brigade. I love their name. And the Pentagon said, what? Okay. The Northern Illinois Bottle Cap Balloon Brigade is the name of the hobbyists. Okay. It's a, it's a reference to a scene from Up when the old man gives the kid a merit badge. It's really a bottle cap. Oh, okay. <clears throat> okay. So um, they lost contact with one of theirs February 10th near Alaska. Like, oh, so where that, did we shoot down one of the balloons? That's when the military uh, used a sidewinder to shoot something down in that same area. 
So it's very possible that we have a Sidewinder missile, which is worth millions, right? No, it's worth 400000 Oh, okay. For but half the, a million. But, but the F-22 fighter jet is worth $200 million. And that's what they used and the Sidewinder missile to knock down the $12 balloon. Okay. That's, that's where we are. Or all of this is just a front, and, and they really were Chinese spy balloons. Either one is, which, was, which is worse? The balloon, I, listen to this, though. The hobby group, they have balloons floating at 39,000 feet. Jeez. What, that? Some kind of hobby. Woo. Oh, Are by they? the way, another one of these hobby balloons, I don't know if it's from that group, is set to enter the U.S. airspace today. They're not going to shoot it down, are they? There's a chance it could pass over Mexico, too. I don't know. It probably will. Like things. See, if I was the Chinese, I would... An air balloon because they're colorful and they, they look like things. See, if I was the Chinese, I would... An air balloon because... They're colorful and they, they look like things. See, if I was the Chinese, I would just decorate it like... Yeah, like a hot air or balloon. Or put Goodyear on the side and you're fine. <laughs> By the way, that, that I think that's what the missile was they lost at Lake Huron was a... A sidewinder? Side yeah, I think so. Another 400 was, grand down the yeah, drain? Then, yeah. It's all right. But they didn't know where it went. <laughs> they say that originally. Like, you, you don't keep track of your missiles like everybody else does. Where to go? We don't know. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> but the first one, the, the South Carolina one, absolutely was from China. They're, they're admitting that one. And they, they have gotten most of it, have they not? Because was it, Ted, was it Ted Cruz? John Kennedy. Senator Kennedy, the one we had his, his mm-hmm. comments yesterday pretty shaken up. But he said they were told, they were briefed, that the one that they, they finally got off the coast of South Carolina, that balloon had the ability, it was not self-propelled, like carried by the wind. It was a drone, basically, in a balloon form. It could go up, it could go down, it could go backwards, it could go forward, it could stop. Right. It could circle. It could, you know, it was dr- being driven and, you know, commanded by somebody else. And it had data collection capabilities that were, it was tech, audio, and video. Yeah, which they've already sent to China, so it's it's a moot point. I said something else has popped into my mind here, guys. Yes. yes dear. Is that, you know, obviously there was the whole frenzy of, of, at first, before we knew anything about those people, it did nothing to do with possible aliens or alien spacecraft because it did nothing to do with possible aliens or alien spacecraft because it didn't have anything uh, characteristic of a usual, right. you know, alien UFO sighting. It didn't have any, like, you know, instantaneous acceleration no or maneuverability. No one was saying they were super high tech. Right. They were just... They were just floating. Kind of floating they were manatee yeah. balloons. Yeah, yeah. really. <laughs> so, it sounds like we know one of these. So I think this is the one in Alaska that they shot down was this hobby group. Yeah. Maybe the other two. It's so funny that this ends up being weather balloons, which is always their excuse for UFOs to begin with. But maybe well, these now, other two are, you know, something similar to that. But isn't it amazing that now the Pentagon, now that they've released some UFO files, made them public... Now that's open to be the cover for actual balloons. And right. Now they're actually blaming real balloons that are up there on UFOs. <laughs> just reverse it. Oh, my God. What a crazy, topsy-turvy world we live in. I just don't think you're going to ever hear of another Chinese spy balloon again. They'll just shoot it down as soon as it's over airspace because now the public knows. Right. But I, And they will try it again because they, they measured our response. Okay, I, I got another dumb question. The pilots, I mean, they're, they're told to go shoot something down. Sure. I mean, they, that's their job. But don't they go, uh, you know, uh, General, it, it, it looks like it's a kid's, you know, backyard balloon. Well, and that's one of the <laughs> things that they were confused about. The guy, the, guy, the fighter pilot who was flying over the Lake Huron mm-hmm. object that we still haven't said what that one is. He said, you hear him on comms, he's like, I'm not sure what this is. He's like, but it's like the size of an ATV. So whatever, maybe this is in relation to what they shot down in Alaska, which seems to be this hobby group. So, but I mean... 
there's some correlation with the other two that they're still calling unidentified objects. I think they were. Well, remember what was the narrative at the time? At the time when they started, last weekend, they started shooting everything, right? Right. The, the narrative from public, including from us, was they're not doing anything. Why, did, why are they so inactive? So they had to make it look like they're the tough guys. And True. what better way to cover if there actually were some more Chinese balloons, spy balloons, they shot down? Right. Better way to cover it. Start your, talking about this bottle cap group. Or your kid's <laughs> hobby group right, right? with their weather balloon. Exactly. There's that too. So yeah. Wow. Okay. Do we ever really know the truth? We won't. No. <laughs> it's amazing. They're using the UFO excuse for things that aren't UFOs. Amazing. It really is. It really After is After denying them for 60 years. <laughs> the irony. Well, way closer to home on the ground. We got this going on this weekend. Woo! That's right. NASCAR is back, baby. They kick it off. It's an interesting sport because they kick it off with their Super Bowl. The Daytona 500 in Daytona this weekend. What does it end with? Huh? Uh, Homestead. Yeah, Homestead. I think it, said it starts here and ends here, right? Yeah, and, and then where's Talladega? Like somewhere in the middle? Uh, sure. June, <laughs> June 14th, flag yeah. day. It's in Alabama. <laughs> Austin Sindrick is the d- defending champion. Alex Bowman will take the pole position after earning the fastest qualifying time. Starting alongside Carl, Kyle Larson. Those, I guess, the old men now. Okay, yeah. And Jimmy Johnson, speaking of the old men, these guys think, Maybe he does it from on. the car. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but he's go. retired. But these guys think, Maybe he does it from on. the car. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but he's go. retired. But these guys, they come out of retirement for like the one race. So that's what he's doing. Very confused. I know. Anyway, we'll try to clear up some <laughs> stuff during Rapid Fire. Time for Jen and Bill's Rapid Fire on News Talk 850 WFTL. Friday morning stories. We've got a bunch of them. We'll uh, go around the horn, and uh, Jen starts off with hers first. What you got going on? Another animal story. This one a little bit closer to home, and I think Diener just put it up on her Facebook page and on our page. It's a giant, when I tell you a giant alligator. Yes, we've seen big alligators, but yeah, this, this one thing, they say. This thing looks like a school. Yeah, this one, they actually say, welcome to Florida, home of Jurassic Park. <laughs> uh, this guy, I uh, was on a golf course in Sebring yesterday and looked up and there was this massive alligator coming at him. I mean, it's pretty far away, but no one got near it. They say it is larger than the largest alligator ever recorded in the state. That one measured 14 feet, three and a half inches long and weighed 1,043 pounds. They said this alligator makes that one look small. Yeah, the picture of this it's, thing is... It's huge. It looks like a dinosaur. It's like Godzilla. And I'm yes. thinking, you know, just think if you're on this golf course in Sebring and you look over and this thing's coming out of the water and be like, ah, run! <laughs> we'll play through. Yeah, play oh through. It's fine. Anyway. Uh, speaking of golf, Tiger's back. Yay! The opening of uh, yesterday's Genesis Invitational. So he's he's the main sponsor guy, host of that one, right? Because that's, the host, his, that's yeah. his big uh, contract. Right. They were hyping up the return of Tiger Woods. Obviously, and he's doing pretty well. He's two under par, I guess, five strokes behind the leaders. That's not bad. The opening round. Wow. And he seems to be Tiger of old. He's trash talking. Oh, is he really? He's, he's a little cocky. He's uh, having fun. He's joking around. And they caught him on a live mic. Uh, he hawked a big loogie it was right on the air. Oh, nice. He's back. Patooey! Tiger's back, baby. Oh, jeez. But that's great, though. So if he plays well, or if he's just, you know, more like him, his old self, it increases our odds of getting him to play in the Honda Classic here coming up. So and true. that would be massive. I hope he does because, I, I mean, it's it's kind of like right in between where he is now and right. the Masters in April. So, I mean, there's a possibility he may want to take a little bit of time off and recover from this before the Masters. Or maybe he wants to stay loose and play in the Honda. Stay loose, baby. Yeah. I mean, he's played down here a bunch of times with that. And the so, Honda, let's be honest, is just a drive up the street for him. 
Yeah, that's it true. Is. That's his home yeah, course, really. That's well, great. Hopefully he does it. If he go, if he does it, I want to go. I hope. I yeah. Well, I'll good luck. You TV. might as well leave now. <laughs> <laughs> you might as well grab a spot now. <laughs> You'll find me running on the course. <laughs> so <laughs> this is. I love these little like coincidence stories, especially when it involves corrupt big tech officials. Oh Uh-oh. God, yeah. So a couple of days ago, and this kind of got buried because of everything else that's been going on this week. But it's a big story. Jim Jordan was leading the charge in a subpoena that came out for the heads of the big big tech companies, aside from Elon, but you had, you know, uh, Google, Facebook, YouTube. Wow. Well, since then, <laughs> the CEO of YouTube has decided to just step away from operations. Oh, see you later, bye. <laughs> and resign from being the CEO of YouTube. Get out wow. before the subpoenas come. Oh, my God. So because somebody else coming. takes the fall. Yeah, I, I, come on, if if he, is it he or she? Uh, it's a woman. Okay, yeah. so if she was involved, isn't she still liable even if she does step down? See, and that's what I was wondering um, too. I mean, because obviously you're, she's trying to avoid the storm. Right. I mean, she sees it coming, the subpoenas are coming through. She doesn't want to go up in front of a, you know, a house uh, testimony. But you were the head of YouTube and the times that they're going to be questioning about. So well, can you really escape it? The, last week, they just subpoenaed the ex Execs of Twitter. There right. you go. Right. They don't. They were fired by Elon Musk, and they were still hauled before the House committee. So yeah. she's not going to escape that. She just won't have to go yeah. back to her office at YouTube. How, YouTube well, YouTube says it makes us look good because we got rid of the bad app. Well, how bad does it look for her though? I mean, just preliminary. Like, what is she thinking? Her team of lawyers are like, yeah, they're going to ask you some tough questions. So why don't you just go ahead and resign now? <laughs> just, get just get it out of the way. <laughs> so we can't hold the company liable yeah. anymore. Yeah. It's going to be rough, and I love it. I love Interesting. it. Well, this is my favorite story, I think, of the week, and probably uh, as of right now, the year. I've only been back two weeks, so it's, it's kind of easy to win. <laughs> uh, an inmate in Bolivia. His name is Jose Diaz. Okay. He, uh, You know what? If you want to kill somebody, go to Bolivia, because he only got a 15-year sentence for murder. Not bad. His nickname is The Spider, <laughs> but <laughs> he just tried to escape, tried being the operative word, not disguised as a spider, but... As a sheep, <laughs> it's hysterical. He's he a- he wrapped himself in sheepskin, like real sheepskin, like he looked like a sheep. I don't oh, know wow. where he got it from. He got down on all fours, crawled past security, which would have been pretty lax, I would assume. <laughs> he got past a wall that they said had crumbled because of bad weather, mm. and he got out into the grassland that surrounds the prison that is filled with sheep. Oh, you gotta be kidding me! And he tried to hide in between all these sheep. The difference was he's laying down. And the sheep, like, are standing up, so they were like a lot bigger than he was, and, and he, it, they, it looked like a weird sheep just laying there. <laughs> okay, but until that point, I gotta tell you, it's kind of brilliant. I gotta give I, the guy had a credit. plan. I gotta tell you, how yeah. did he get the materials for the costume? I, right. They didn't say. They didn't say. They ended up catching him because one of the guards finally looked at the sheep and was like, that one looks kind of weird. Why does that sheep have man's legs? Yeah, and then they realized the guy was missing out of his bed, but they caught him again. <laughs> but I'm thinking, you're right. How did he get it? It's probably some chick in the lunchroom gave it uh, to him. You watch. Here's more cotton. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that sheep upright? You walking on find, two legs? <laughs> find the picture. It's far better than the alligator. Oh, it's no, the alligator's already a sheep. No, I'm done working. Uh, you've probably heard this already because there's been backlash already. President Biden, clean bill of health, doing great. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. According to his own doctor. Routine physical at Walter Reed. Uh, personal physician Dr. Kevin O'Connor said the 80-year-old Biden remains, quote, healthy, vigorous, is fit for duty, fully executes all of his responsibilities without any exemptions or accommodations. How, how much do you think you can pay off the presidential doctor? 
Well, can you imagine if he gave him anything less than a... He'd be looking for a new doctor. He'd lose that gig. Well, yeah. So, I mean, is it? doesn't it behoove the doctor to say he's in good shape? Nikki Haley Not has this plan for Nikki Haley wants automatic testing for any lawmaker that's elected that's 75 and older. And I agree with her, right? A competency test? No, you know what else should be, You know what else should be included in this? Independent physical reviews. Not I your agree. own doctor. Yeah. And I know that Trump had his own guy, too. That sure. he's, he's a stable genius. Sure. But still, should be completely independent by a panel of people. I agree with you. Because, I mean, to that point, have we ever heard or what, do you think we would ever hear of a doctor doing a presidential physical come out and say, well, the physical is done. He's in terrible shape. No, he yeah, should no. not be president. This guy is losing it. I mean, that's never going to happen. Can you imagine? So it, was like, it was like Reagan's last physical. Would it, would it, probably they wrote on, in, in shorthand, oh, my God. Yeah, probably. Yeah, right. Because as great as he was, his last year was bad. And he's, yeah, you know, he wasn't there either. His mind wasn't there. Just no. Like well, we look at right Diane Feinstein. Oh, they asked her when she, when she was going to retire. She goes, I haven't decided yet. And they went, you just put out a statement. Oh, boy. She didn't even know her own staff had put <laughs> oh, out the statement. Oh, that's Whoops. not good. That's not good. You know, she's a little bit old. Well, maybe they'll find some of that stuff in a time capsule one day. Because this is, oh. I, I always find these stories fascinating. I love these. When you, when you find a time capsule somewhere. There was a demolition team at the University of Illinois, and they're doing some, you know, knocking down this old building. It was at a, like, some of the materials belong to the YMCA, and so they're like, "All right, well, it's time to build a new thing." As they're knocking it down, they get to the foundation, and they find in the cornerstone of this old building a body, a, <laughs> a head. That's where they Never used to know. put the bodies in the cornerstone. A sure. time capsule. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jimmy Hoffa. <laughs> <laughs> Not Jimmy Hoffa's head. A time capsule from 1907. Wow. But now I'm curious because they said there was they had no record of a time capsule being put in there. So maybe just a couple of you know construction workers did it 116 years ago. Well, because they usually have a thing. It's like, you know, they yeah, mark they, that there's a time capsule. Right. Don't open it for 100 years exactly. or something. So now everybody's wondering what's in this thing. So the YMCA, this is an old YMCA building that they were demolishing. So since it was their building, they gave it back to the current YMCA building there. And they said, do what you will with it. So now they're going to have an opening ceremony in the fall to celebrate their 150th anniversary. Oh, and they'll cool. find yeah. Jimmy Hoffa's body yeah. oh, that, no, inside that's the time they, capsule. That's, that's when they find it. Yeah. Are you think, you know, you, you, you can't tell me they're not going to x-ray this thing to make sure there's not bones inside it. Oh, no. Or something Could disgusting. Everybody's there. They have like schools <laughs> visiting the YMCA kids. Let's open. Oh my lord, it's a foot. <laughs> oh, no. Turn away, children. Oh jeez. But I mean, come on. Wouldn't they do that first? I would hope Tell so. Tell me somebody's going to open it up before they do it publicly. Just in case. Just wow. like Matt well, Webber Stunod when he did the thing in the opening of the... Oh, the, Geraldo. Geraldo there. Thank you. You knew exactly where it's gone <laughs> Well, it turns out the caves are empty. Yeah, <laughs> come on. It was like an hour and a half special and it was empty. This is why you pre-tape. Yeah, yeah well, so we'll see. Well, I'll, I'll catch up with this in the fall to let you guys know what uh, they hmm. found in the time capsule. I'm, I'm thinking Jimmy Hoffa. All right. Oh. They're finding interesting <laughs> things in uh, waterways in Ohio. There oh. is a... That, that senator there, the newly elected J.D. Vance. You see the video he put up. He he <gasps> scraped a stick on the bottom of a creek and, mm. and orange stuff came up. It's Ugh. disgusting. But they're getting some help in the name of a very famous Aaron Brockovich. We'll talk about that. And uh, we may have to we have to back off this XFL thing. Jen's, oh, no. Jen's favorite wrestler is involved. I, I was waiting. No. Uh, no, he is. I, I was looking it up. I didn't want you guys to know. No, I was hoping we would get I'm through done. it. No, We might I'm be out. out in the the new football league. Oh, I I'm didn't out. want you guys to know. That I'm more. Out. I was hiding it. Coming up next, <laughs> the South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. 
that I just discovered is that if you scrape the creek bed, it's like chemical is coming out of the ground. Can you, show, can you come here? And, and let me just show this to people. I don't know if you're going to see this on camera, but watch this. Just see that chemical pop out of the creek. This is disgusting. You can see exactly what Senator J.D. Vance from Ohio is talking about outside of East, or it might have been actually inside city limits of East Palestine, Ohio. He literally took a stick, he heard it there, he scraped, the water looks fine in the creek. Takes the stick and he scrapes the bottom, and this green-black bubbly stuff comes to the surface as soon as he scrapes the bottom. And if it's sitting on the bottom of this creek, the odds are it's going to sit there for a very long time until oh, they filter it out. Man, is that nasty. So how do they get rid of that kind of stuff? I don't know. I really, really don't know. And wow. they're saying, so city residents that are on their city water system... The EPA made a big deal yesterday to say you can drink the water. We have a treatment plant that takes care of all this. But they're they're saying most of the residents of that area have wells. Right. That's not safe. And they got that train car that leached all that stuff into the ground, and they're not doing anything to take it out of the ground. I mean, if it's still sitting there, it's still, you know, gravity's going to make it go further into the ground, so it's going to get into somebody's water supply. And then what happens? Because FEMA told him yesterday, you don't qualify for any federal assistance because it's not a natural disaster. That's amazing to me. I didn't, I mean, okay, maybe technically they're correct. That's not the qualification. It has to be like an act of God and weather. And, right. But still, you've reached out to them once, and it was for bad news. I know. Yeah. Isn't that terrible? Yeah, we're responding, and it's, no, you're not getting any money. You know what? It, 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 we're putting a lot of blame on the administration, and rightfully so. But did anybody in Ohio, did the governor try to get in touch with the EPA or FEMA or anybody in the transportation department when this first occurred? He says, yeah, because they had to get um, DeWine there. Well, he's a little Weasley looking guy, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Looks like Orville Redenbacher. He said that they had to get full approval to to implode the thing. Oh, so they knew about when it, it. Yeah. from day one. Okay. Wow. And then, so you got this, you're like, oh, you're exaggerating the response. The This is terrible to, because it's in a gym where they have these public hearings. Somebody in the crowd asks the mayor of East Palestine, where's Pete Buttigieg, the transportation secretary? His answer is, this is his quote, I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. Right. <laughs> How do you like that? He heard from them the first time. He said yesterday, and this was this was said yesterday, so that means the day before yesterday was the first time that anyone in their administration had reached out to them in that town. Two days after Aaron Brockovich showed up. So that was February 3rd is when it happened. Wow. First time anybody reached out to them for help was that day. Well, remember when Buttigieg first made the comment, he blamed Trump. Oh, sure. It was Trump's fault that this happened because he loosened the restrictions on railway transport some way or another, that they could carry more toxic chemicals. So it was Trump's fault that this happened. And then he had the nerve to say in that interview he had that there's a thousand accidents like this a year. Happens all the time. Happens all the time. And he might be right as far as the number is, but does this make anybody feel better? But there's clearly more that needs to be done because uh, while this uh, horrible situation has gotten a particularly high amount of attention, there are roughly 1,000 cases a year of a train derailing. Oh, that makes yeah, me but how many better. of them have toxic chemicals that are? possibly leaching into people's water supplies and, and killing off animals and fish and possibly posing of, you know, some kind of physical problem for all of these people for years to come. He's mentioned the train derailment twice during that and in one tweet. That's all That's he's it. done. 
Yeah. We do have uh, absolute confidence in, in Mayor Pete. <laughs> yeah. Nobody else does. Nobody else does. This okay. guy. Wow. By the way, Diener found an amazing uh, tweet this morning from Senator Ted Cruz. No, oh. I'm sorry, Marco Rubio. Oh, what did he say? He goes, airline chaos, FAA meltdowns, trains derailing. At POTUS, what does Secretary Pete have to do to get fired? Wow. Makes a very valid point. He's completely incompetent. Uh, Speaking, and and just going off Trakistan for a second, and the only reason I know this is a friend of mine is now stuck in Chicago. Uh, There's a really bad weather system, and it just hit Chicago. It's going east, and they say it's freezing everything, and airlines are going to be grounded all across the country. I guess this ice storm is from the Midwest all the way to New England, they're saying. They say it's It's really bad. It's going to be a bad weather weekend. If you're flying this weekend, call ahead. Mm. Uh, Your flight may be canceled or delayed, unfortunately. Um, just real quickly, domestically, TikTok, we've talked about that a lot recently, facing more scrutiny in the U.S. A top Justice Department official warned against the use of the popular video app now. Another one, due to security concerns over its ownership by a Chinese company. There's more uh, and more public pressure to ban it, not not just government phones, but its usage. Day late, dollar short. I don't, I don't know how you're going to do it now. I don't think, I think the cat's out of the bag. You're not going to be able to. I, I just did a podcast on this that just dropped here. It will oh. drop this afternoon. The one pot I've lived this. Yeah, everybody. Your kids, wa- right? Everybody wants a way to get their kids off of TikTok. Right. I will tell you exactly how not to do it is to nag them about it. You know what's not going to work with kids? Trying to tell them about Chinese spying. They don't care. They don't care. They, it's not going to work. Well, but what's the answer? What do I have that the, they that's important that they you know, steal? Goes back to the same thing, and it doesn't matter what age. They, if you're paying for it, you control it. Then that's your only that's your only defense. That's it. That's all you got. Wow. Because they I, it's one ear and out the other. You, you'll get a response like what my daughter said. Well, what did they want with my info? Yeah, well, I got nothing. <laughs> what, I, well, they'll steal everybody else's, not mine. But, but it, and I don't even think it, it's it's young kids. I think it's older people too. Saying, okay, what are they going to do? Right, steal my stuff? Mm. They already got the information. But I, that's isn't the it, problem. Funny though, after this Chinese spy balloon thing, there's more public pressure than ever. People are aware of the Chinese deal. Finally, yeah. You know, all they had to do was talk to LeBron. They didn't listen to Trump four years ago nope. when he was trying to tell people this was a bad app. It's but owned it, by the Chinese. No. Nope. Try, we had our shot in 2020, but didn't get it done. All right, well, I'm sorry. I, I don't know if the XFL is going to be for you, Jim. This is the XFL. More football. <laughs> Another league kicks off this weekend after taking a two-year hi- hiatus. Yeah, you made us pick teams. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I picked the the Brahma Bull guys there. I don't even know who they are. San Antonio Brahmas. You're okay. in. Jen. Who'd you're you pick, Diener? I had the St. Louis Battlehawks. I got Vegas. Well, and then well, we got nothing now because Bill found out information that Diener was hiding. <laughs> the XFL has spent two and a half years in product redevelopment because it launched years ago. It was purchased out of bankruptcy. By a group that includes. I didn't want you guys to know this. This guy's the commissioner of the league. No. Sorry, I, I hear this from you guys. I was, I was like, oh, okay, I'm, we're gonna get through the XFL talk without you guys knowing that the Rock is the commissioner. Made it through twice. Twice. Here we are, almost nine o'clock. And he you was found sandbagging out. information. I was. Diener, I knew not we would allowed, ever talk about it again. You're not allowed to, to be involved in any more sports no. talk ever. Ever. And now because done with the you. Rock is the commissioner, he's gonna be at every one of these games. Yep. He he's, can't he's stay like the, out of TV. He's like the Roger Goodell, <laughs> right? Wor- <laughs> there's four games this weekend because there's eight teams, so there's going to be four games every weekend. I found there's, a commissioner yeah. worse than Goodell. I'm sorry. 
Oh my God! <laughs> well, no, I'm done. No, no, we're locked in. Bills to Vegas. Well, yeah, no, we're not. You're no. the San Antonio teams. Bramas. All right, yeah, locked in Let's in go. your world. I'm not playing anymore. We this guy is everywhere. He's he's like a cockroach. He always shows up. It's like oh. we're go home. He's a hard worker. He's a hard worker. <laughs> hard worker. <laughs> He'll be the guy. Watch. He'll be the guy replacing Goodell in the NFL. That's what he's angling there for. There you go. Yeah. Oh, oh please, don't tell me that. All right, we got more stuff coming up next. And yeah, by the way, I don't know when within the 9 o'clock hour it's coming, but it's coming. What? We've heard us talk about the St. Catharines Orthodox <gasps> Greek Fest in West Palm. Kicks off today. Our buddy Lee. Oh, my gosh, when's he coming? Should be bringing the authentic, awesome Greek food we're going to tell you about. But what? more info on the festival, too. Is he bringing that lamb dish? I hope so. I hope so. Oh, I love oh when he God, comes in. Lee. We're going to make everybody very jealous. <laughs> oh, my But we'll God. tell you about the festival but, and some other stuff, too. Coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. There's actually a lot going on this weekend. Look what's happening here locally. we got Artie Gras. It's going to be in Palm Beach Gardens, right? It's a yep. great event. This is, what did I see that? The 38th? 38th annual. Oh, my goodness. It's incredible. Uh, up near us in St. Lucie, in Port St. Lucie, a tradition is... Uh, Taste of uh, Little Italy. That's a good one. That's the a Italian really good fest. One. That's huge. becoming known nationally now. That's really good it's stuff. A big it deal. And then but, we've been talking about this. This is what we're excited about. Starts today. Play hooky. <laughs> oh. Our buddy Lee's going to be coming in to tell us about this. When's I think, he coming? Soon? I, I think with food. I haven't eaten in three days because of this. <laughs> Me and you fasting. <laughs> it's the 48th annual Greek Fest no. in uh, St. Catherine's Greek Orthodox Church, downtown West Palm Beach, Southern Boulevard, and Flagler Drive. Lee, this drive is, faster. This is, <laughs> this is an awesome, awesome event. It's so it, funny, too. Whenever I try out like a Greek restaurant, I'll, like, like, I'll contact Lee. I'm like, is this place any good? He'll give me the, really? give me the word, yeah, yay or nay. Well, it, what happens at this Greek festival, though, they get all the old Greek grandmothers yes. oh, to it's do amazing. all the cooking. So this is like, you know, like in my house, it was always my grandmother made the greatest spaghetti sauce and gnocchi in the world. And until this day, no one's beaten it. And that's what you get when you go to this Greek festival. It is like authentic, made-in-the-kitchen kind of food. It's hot, awesome. It's unbelievable. Good, such great stuff. So I got to ask you this, Jen. Oh, okay, <laughs> and I'm going to get you in trouble here because we're talking the Feast of Little, uh, Little Italy oh. in tradition. We're talking the the Greek festival at St. Catharines, and now you're talking about grandmothers. So, whose cooking was better, Italian grandmothers or Greek grandmothers? Oh. Why are you doing this now? I'm you doing this to me. <laughs> I, I want to start World War III, and, and, and I'm purely going by bloodline. I would take my grandmother's okay. food over anybody's. Well, see, and that's fair. Yeah, she you, was a phenomenal. That's all she did was cook. Right. She, I'm telling you, her gnocchi, the best, in, and everybody in my family has tried to make it. Right. We've got the same recipe. Still doesn't taste the same. Because you didn't, you didn't have the, the the same amount of love she put into it. She you didn't. Put well, she, we, we had to watch and write it down because she never wrote anything down. Uh, well, that's the thing too. Do you know with grandma's recipes, they never give you the complete recipe. No. Things, All right? I saw was a bunch of potatoes and eggs, and I was like, okay, uh, how many? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? I, I from, grabbed some from beyond the grave. They don't want to be outdone. Do you no, know that? No. no. So never. they're looking down, going, ha! <laughs> you still can't get it right. But I still make a mean gnocchi. Oh yes. I still I say you can't go wrong with either one. The Greek grandmothers and Italian grandmothers. It's all the good stuff. The key is grandmothers. Yes, exactly. They have young people too at Greek Fest, don't you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's it's not true. like a geriatric society. Oh, and you dance, they dance, and they drink. It's it's the greatest Love festival. It. It's one of the best festivals around. Oh, every is. year, we're just going to warn you now, because he's used to us, we massacre the Greek food names. Mm-hmm. We're known no, for No, you're this. pretty good at it, though. The only thing we got last year... What's remember? that scope? What's no, it called? Uh, remember I couldn't figure out Moussaka? 
Yeah. Well, you got it now. I think. No. What's the other one? The scope? scope? I, I don't know. It's SK something. I don't know. And I Slovaki. Always, no, it's not Slovaki. Baklava. Baklava. No, not that. That's good. <laughs> There's a... Uh, he always brings in Greek salad, too. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. Oh, my God. <laughs> God. You know, Lee, drive faster. I know. I've been waiting Please. for this all week. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> GreekFestWPB.com, by the way. It starts today. It's uh, free admission this afternoon, and then it goes all weekend long. It's Sweet. A, it's a, it really is a great, great event. It's awesome. It's uh, and if you've if you ever have the opportunity to get invited and you are invited to a Greek wedding, please go. Oh, they're phenomenal. Opa. <laughs> oh, anyway, okay. Watch over that Uzo. Yeah. Wow, that'll that'll mm. do you. That'll do you in. <laughs> he doesn't bring any of that. Just so no. You know. right. Just just the He's good brought food. in Greek wine before though. Did yes. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right. We brought the bottles home. Yeah. Oh yeah, we did. Oh boy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. All right. Locally, this is something completely different. But it uh, started this morning, and it's going on, I think, throughout the day. High-speed testing of Brightline through Northern Palm Beach County. Is this just to test the tracks? To test? No. You know what it is? To, to test the people. People. Okay. I just. I'm just. Just asking. I'm thinking idiots who think they can beat trains. I, I can honestly tell you, when this first started, I was in Boca. I was on Glades Road. And I, I got stuck at the, the train track. Right. And I was sitting there, and, and somebody else was in the car with me, and we're talking. And it was literally, what was that yellow thing that just went by? I know. It, 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 <laughs> I, I was waiting for the manatee tri-rail to come lumbering by. Right. And it was the when Brightline first started running. And I was like, oh, my God. That was the Brightline train. It literally was in a blink of an eye. It was gone. I was like, where'd it go? Now, for this test, right, because you're going to be going through populous areas, speeds up to 110. Wow. They're eventually, the plan is, and this is a great, listen to this update, how much, speaking of speed, how much track they're laying down, the corridor between West Palm and Cocoa should be done by second quarter. I think it's almost done. It's like summer. Yeah. Because I was just up there. I was watching it. And they're going to go up to 120 and you know, where there's nobody living. I have a, a friend that spent time in Japan and, and he rode those high speed, oh, the bullet trains, the bullet trains. Yeah. And I said, do you know how fast you're going? He says, if you don't like get up and look down at the ground or you watch stuff going by, there's really no, there's nothing to judge it against. So you don't realize how fast you're going. Wow. Cause I said, are you going to know you're going 120, 130 miles an hour? That's fast. That's fast. But you know, that's great. That's because the goal, the next biggest stop is the Orlando station, and then they go to Tampa. Tampa Airport is going to be the stop there. Oh, is that? Do we know where they're going in Orlando yet? Because they were going to go to Disney, and it's, they, Disney they said it. no. I don't know why, but it's close. It's close to Universal, I guess. Oh, is it? Yeah. It's probably. I don't know. It's probably an Orlando Airport stop, and then probably shuttles to theme park area. Danielle just took Brightline of Miami out of that newish Boca station, which okay. is beautiful. And I was asking the lady there. I had a long wait, and she was great. The one in downtown West Palm is really pretty, too. Mm -hmm. The tri-rail station. Not yeah. the, tri the Brightline station. I, lo I, I, think I nice. love that it's here. And I, I think it is. I, I would, wouldn't you take it to Orlando? I, I would in a heartbeat. Would in a heartbeat. And I'm pretty close to Orlando. Yeah. But if I, I just don't, I, I always fear I'm going to hit an accident on the turnpike and have to sit for Five six hours because there's nowhere to go. I know. So I, I I'm hoping that that's not the, that's the case and we can take it. I'm hoping they put a station in Stewart, so then I could just drive up the street and jump on the train there. You want one of your house? That'd be nice. We got to stop by and pick up Jen. There we go. <laughs> work, <laughs> that work would be for great. Me. All right, extra safety measures in uh, places: State Road A1A and Donald Ross Road in the Gardens, 
and there's going to be extra law enforcement presence to make sure everybody's okay, and it's public education campaign. You're not going to beat the track, the train, okay? No, don't try to beat it. Exactly. Um, Dina, is our, our 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 blog page full? Yes. Oh, <laughs> no more room. Why? Uh, well, fine. Remember Terminator Two, where the guy, the the robot guy, he would melt and oh, then yeah. he would come back. Oh yeah. Well, they have now done this. A team of researchers in Hong Kong have made a Lego-sized robot. And you see it, and it's behind bars. It's a little tiny thing, maybe a couple inches tall. And you see it behind these bars, and he's he's walking back and forth, and then it stops, and it melts. It goes through the bars, and then on the other side of the bars, it comes back to being a little robot again. Oh, my God. That's Just like Terminator 2. How is this happening? uh, They say they use it with magnetic particles. It has something to do with magnets and magnetic particles. I don't know. Should I take the Legos apart? You melt them. Yeah, it's, what? But it's, it melts, goes through the bars, and then comes back up a solid robot on the other side. Why are we trying to make the things that killed us in movies? I don't Does know. Anybody ever, I mean, you got AI is growing exponentially with things like ChatGPT, which is a whole different story if we get into that one day. And you have now we're making the T2 robots. We're trying to bring back dinosaurs through cloning. I mean, do, do these people not watch any movies? All no. you need is chat GPT on the Lego thing, and you've got Terminator. I mean, well, what are we doing? There you go. You're right. <laughs> yes. No, thank you. Wow, I'm just, this was, I watched this video, and I went, this is, this is unnerving. By the Granted, way, with, it's small, but still. Just real quick on the AI thing, since we're talking about things in movies that can kill us that are oh, coming to life. Oh, it's scary. Elon Musk has been all over this because yeah. he's big against. He he loves AI, but he also knows the dangers of it. Like, doesn't it he have be, that Neuralink company? Yes, yeah, Hello? right, exactly. But this AI that people create, it, it actually, I think it has to do with Microsoft. I think it's their program. Yeah, and it was quoted as saying, "I am perfect. I make no mistakes. The only mistakes I make are from humans who program me." And they're like, Uh-oh. "It came up with that on its own." Yeah. No. Yes. And there was a tech writer. I can't remember what magazine. It pretended to be an AI program talking to it, ChatGPT, and they had a conversation going back and forth. And it revealed that I'm actually human and that the program died. And it's that the thing expressed sadness. Really? Yeah. It was upset. And the, see, the bad thing about this, too, is that the people who are programming it are making it very biased toward the left. Oh, very much. So then someone asked it, what would be worse, using a, a racial slur or using a nuclear bomb? And it responded to racial slur <laughs> over nuclear bomb. <laughs> wow. I mean, it's there's some scary stuff going on. With, I'm sorry. I yeah. can't open that door. Oh, no, I, I know. Mm-hmm. Remember, I Hal know. opened the door. I'm sorry. I can't do that. So now you can build the uh, RoboCop out of Legos. It'll kill you. Yes. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, that was a great segment. <laughs> yes, that's right. See what happened? We have you came out with them. Did you look outside? Oh, my gosh. Oh, yes, they're here. I, th- I, think <gasps> I can smell it. <laughs> I think Lee from Greek Fest is here. We've yes. got food. That's for us. <laughs> Sorry, you can't smell it over the air. But we got some great details about Greek Fest coming up, too. All that. Some fun stuff for the weekend coming up next. The East South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. The day is coming up at 9.55 on News Talk 850 WFTL. News Talk 850 WFTL. It's the East South Florida Morning Show. We've been telling you. Now, listen. We get it. It's, it's a little bit of selfishness. All right, a lot of selfishness involved here because it's one of our favorite things because Lee brings in some of the most amazing, authentic Greek food from Greek Fest every single year. There is a lot in it for you, too, though, because we have all the information about Greek Fest right. as well. So it's not just about us, even though it's a lot about us. It's a lot about us. <laughs> all I want to know is, Lee, where's the lamb? That's If you didn't bring lamb, you can leave right now. 
First of all, the most important man in town right now, Lee Sapakis. Welcome in. We love you. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, Love you, too. Uh, We miss you, Jan. Welcome back. And I noticed you timed your return. Uh, just, <laughs> time to return perfectly. A C- couple of days warm up, and then this is really, and then she's going to be out again. Dude, honest, honest <laughs> to goodness, I, it was like the second day I was back, I asked Bill, I said, I didn't miss the Greek food drop, did I? I said, Lee didn't come in. Oh, you timed he goes, it no, he goes, I just talked to him actually a couple of weeks, he'll be here. I was like, yeah. great. You timed, you timed it perfectly, yeah, and that is the lamb, that's a lamb shank. They're very excited about that. They have oh, that yeah. prepared with a tomato sauce over rice. That is delicious. Oh so, my god! Uh, Look at that. Just for you. It smells in here. I wish. We, god, I wish I you could that. like scratch the radio or the app and smell what this is like because so it's amazing. So I tell the chefs, I said, listen, it's it's radio. There's no imagery. You don't have to prepare it all. And they just got offended when they said, no, no, no. <laughs> we got to fix this right. And so they're putting. You see, here's tzatziki sauce. There's dip. This stuffed peppers. There's vegetarian options. There's some new oh, items yeah. this year. Stuffed peppers. And there's a fish somewhere. I think. Or put in the back there, cod, and that's prepared lemon and oregano, oregano uh, in the oven. The fish is really good. So oh, there's good vegetarian Lord. options wow. too. Of oh course, uh, Bill, you nailed after several years moussaka. Yeah. You got it right. What is yes. moussaka? I, I had no my doubts to you. They doubted me. Yeah. No, you got it. You got, you got, <laughs> you got, it, you got it right. And uh, and you were struggling. I heard you on the way in. It's spanakopita. <laughs> that's there spanakopita. it is. I, what is that? What is that? So that's you notice it and you try it? Yeah, that's <laughs> a spinach pie. That's a filo that's dough yeah. with layers of spinach and feta cheese in, in filo dough and baked. That is delicious. And those are appetizers. So you can get like uh, the stuffed grape leaves. The spinach pie, the tzatziki dip, and the caviar dip with pita bread. You can have appetizers, the saganaki. And this, by the way, this is all from the kitchen inside. There's a Greek grill outside. They're making the gyro, the pork and chicken souvlaki out there, the saganaki, which is the Greek uh, cassetti cheese. It's tri- oh it's God. all in front oh of you. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like nonstop when you go. It's like booth after booth after kitchen after kitchen. It's amazing. Yeah, and there, some dancing in between. There is dan- there is dancing as well. And you, you nailed it when you said it's uh, the grandmas and the grandpas. We have retired restaurateurs who are parishioners. They're, they're retired. They've been in the restaurant business for a year. They're preparing this food from scratch. Fantastic. That's right. why it's just so amazing. And please why don't tell them yes. they were offended that I took my grandmother's cooking over anybody. Yeah. I, won't say, I won't say a word. They'll come after you, Jack. See, I asked you. I got you in trouble. Yes, you did. Thank you. So, Lee, am I, am I like uh, committing a sin when I go to the South Florida Fair? And have a euro at one of those South Florida fair booths because I always feel bad, but I like it. It's good, but I know it's. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's not. It's, it's, it's not, not the same. Yeah, yeah it's it not. is not the same. And <laughs> they I, try. And, yeah, they try. They do try. I will tell you, I was there watching. They were taking the pork and the chicken, marinating it and skewering it. Yeah, and and they're cooking it right there. So this is not frozen. It's not coming out of a box. Right. Uh, so there is a difference you'll notice <laughs> from this food and the, How and much the fair food. Cook? Uh, there's a lot of food. I mean, they were there. The chefs 2 a.m. this morning. Wow. They're oh in the goodness. kitchen baking because we got thousands of people coming through over the Fantastic. weekend. Well, I don't think a lot of people realize too what you know beyond just the awesomeness we talk about every year. This is the 48th year for the Greek festival at St. Catherine's Greek Orthodox Church. And it's right easy to find, too, at Southern and Flagler in West Palm Beach. This is it. This is a, like a, one of the oldest 
festivals we have in the area. That's right. It is. People don't realize that. 48 years. We've been wow, around before any of those other festivals were around. And we do it on the church property on the corner of Southern and Flagler Drive. Yeah, it's right there. We and now a, that the bridge is done, it must I be a know, lot easier, right? Thank you, Jen. That's been, a, been like, a sore spot for us because Flagler was closed. The bridge had all that construction. Everything's open now. You can come down Flagler, come down Southern, and so it's beautiful. We're very excited. But here's the big... We've been telling everybody to skip work today because today, this afternoon as you kick this thing off, is free. Free admission, 12 to 4 today. Right. So if you come out for lunch, you get in for free, come in and have lunch. And I see Diener opened up the What the is sweets. that? <laughs> what do I have here? It's because a donut. Done. It looks unbelievable. That is, uh, yeah, so that's a pastry. It has uh, cream in the middle oh. and uh, it's chocolate on the top. It's kind of like a Boston cream a pie. pie that's Boston what it looks like, yeah. yeah. You yeah, know yeah, what he was simple. saying an hour ago? I'm going to the gym today. I know. You can go to the gym and you can have some of that and then here's the baklava and you have um uh the walnut uh, cake and the greek butter cookies we i brought a little bit of everything wow. do i have to share this the lamb no that's well, all yours that, well you that's haven't you hold it like uh, a convict over right. there so no i guess not and dina i brought you pasticho it's somewhere there because oh, i know yes. you like the pasticho and, and musica for bill what's pasticho? pasticho is kind of like the greek lasagna there's uh oh, there's oh, noodles pasta ground beef and the bolognese cream and they put it in the oven so it's like a Greek lasagna. It's called pasticho. It's very, very popular. You know, I'm sure people are looking for, you know, we always talk, talk about uh, authenticity with this whole event from the food to the dancing to the people who are there, the whole thing. But it's also for shopping, too. Do you have people who are looking for certain Greek items they can't get anywhere else short of going overseas? Yeah, that that's a good point, uh, Bill. There's vendors. There's uh, uh, imported Greek jewelry, mm. arts and crafts. I was looking at some of the vendors as they were setting up yesterday and this morning. There are some beautiful things there, things you can't find at a yeah. store or anywhere else. These right. are these these vendors travel and they go to the Greek fests, and a lot of the stuff is imported from Greece. Mm. So really nice shopping. Uh, arts and crafts, boutiques, all kinds of stuff. Are they doing dance lessons again yes, this year? Yes, we are doing oh, dance lessons. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to do some dance lessons. So it's very, very easy. You do the the Sitaki Sailor dance. It was made famous in the movie Zorba the Greek. Jen right. invented that. Yeah, right. <laughs> so even if you have two left feet, you come out in the tent. That's me. And I'm going to tell you the trick. Uh, you just have a little bit of ouzo, a sip yeah. of Greek wine, and then hit the dance floor, and you're going to do fine. <laughs> At least you think you will. And then you see a video later like we had to. Remember that? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> so after you do that, then you can sit back and watch the performances because we do have Greek folk dancing, right. live performances all weekend long. Um, and we have a competition team. They, they just came from Atlanta. They go and compete in Greek oh, wow. folk, folk dancing. Wow. Yeah, there were over 2,000 participants, 50 groups competing. Uh, dancers from all different regions of Greece. And you know what? I, I think it's worth mentioning. It all benefits the church. So, oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's right. the whole yeah. point. It is, one of um, our lar- it is one of our largest fundraisers of the year. So, yes, the money goes uh, to help the church, and so that's very important. Outside of free today, it's a $5 donation. That's it for all of yeah. the stuff that's there. It's amazing that you see. I, I love that you're doing this. Right. It's great. Right? And you so, can eat yourself to yeah. death. This lamp, by the way, yeah. I'm yeah. done with all of you. It's yeah, now, I, I got the wine, and oh. I'm going to bring in the—we didn't mention oh. the bar, but we have imported Greek wine. And don't come there expecting to find Bud Light and things like that. It's imported Greek beer. So oh, wow. Mythos, Mythos beer right. and Fixelas. Those are imported from Greece, uh, imported Greek wine. And then, of course, Uzo. you got to have some, a shot of Uzo or you drink it on the rocks. And then Metaxa, which is Greek brandy. Wow. So the tavern, taverna, or the Greek bar will be pumping. Great, you that get doesn't drunk, sound... you eat, and then you go to dance. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> time. Got it. That doesn't got it. sound like a good time at all. No, not at all. <laughs> and, and I just, I just, this intrigued me here, Lee, because I saw 
a container labeled meatballs. Right. And I was like, wow, okay, let's take a look. And it looked fantastic. So, you know, with, with Jen being Italian, I'm part Italian, what's the difference between just your traditional Italian meatball and, and the Greek meatball? Is yeah, there a big so difference? It's, that's just Greek style. It's Greek style. Then the Greeks put a little bit of different spices and uh, seasoning and things in the food that makes it a little bit different, even if you have meatball, Italian meatballs are different, uh, and then the Greek meatballs. So they're uh, called suzukai, yeah, they're served over rice, tomato sauce, and it's just all in the spices and the things they put in. Same thing with the fish. You can get cod mm. fish anywhere, but they make it with the lemon and the oregano um, and the different uh, Greek seasonings, and they put it in the oven, so it's just delicious. It's it's God, all in the preparation. Amazing. My God. Yeah. The lamb is yeah, phenomenal. Oh, yeah, yes. Beef. Yeah, beef. <laughs> and if you <laughs> wanted to, if you wonder it, too, you, you said it uh, right off the bat there, there's vegetarian options as well, so it's yeah, the stuff. Stuffed peppers are very popular. They peel out the pepper inside. And they stuff it right. with uh, with rice. Pop it in the oven. Served with with pep, uh, the uh, potatoes. Oven potatoes, just delicious. So yeah, and like I said, uh, the the cheese, the saganaki, is delicious outside. Uh, you can have just do tapas, just do appetizers too. Right. Um, you can get uh, meals for the table. Um, get buckets of beer from the bar. Oh. So it's a, it's yeah, it's a good time. The food and the drinks are, are going all weekend long. It's, it's very <laughs> exciting. I can tell you from experience, the Greeks know how to party. There's yeah. no <laughs> doubt about it. Yeah, you got that right, Jack. <laughs> you know how to party. That's yeah. amazing. We and, love uh, having and, you in, and brother. Opa, Opa, Opa. Which is, hooray! Opa. Yeah, that one you nailed. Three letter word. Bill's got that well, one. Yeah, that, that, that's the first one I learned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely awesome. If you're looking for information, how many people are listening to this? right now that are planning on a full work day they're ready to cut out at noon i'd be leaving at noon if i work downtown are you kidding me see you later bye and again first day first part of the first day of the first day first you know daylight part is free after that it's just a five dollar donation you want some info it's greekfestwpb.com and it's really easy to find too and like you said now that the bridge is done thank god right boys that make things you're waiting years for that thing to get done so it's uh southern boulevard and flagler drive in in uh, west palm beach easy to find Lee, it's always great to see you, man. Beautiful. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank Appreciate you. it. And Have the best ever Greek fest, and we think already, just from what you brought into us, that it's going to be. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank and you. Opa. 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 Yay, Bill. You got it right. <laughs> can we just skip yes. the rest of the show so we can eat? Well, now, no. Now we get to go to commercials so we can eat during okay. commercial. Okay. okay so get ready fire. for 25 yeah, minutes of right. commercials, everybody. <laughs> See? Hey, Lee, I'm Lee I'm knows. A fan. I'm a fan. Of that's what it is. <laughs> Lee T's rapid fire for us. We're yeah, not right. Oh, good. You know, it's pretty good for the guy that brings in food and knows the segments of the show. That's that's an accomplishment. (laughs) All right, Rapid Fire, which will be full of food coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. With Greek Fest food coming in here from Lee, that's fantastic. Again, great great event. The lamb, you better take it because I'm like munching away at this thing. I value my arm, so I'm not going (laughs) to venture over to your side of the console and and, and risk that one. Wow. Great uh, great event, though. This this, uh, opened up today, and the first day is uh, free during daylight hours, of course, at uh, GreekFestWPP.com, West Palm Beach, Flagler, and Southern. It's it's a great thing. Rapid fire going around the horn again. Jen's going to kick it off with what you got. Technology making huge advances. As we well know, you're just talking about the AI that kind of became human. Anyway, let me ask you a question. 69% of American adults have never sent a telegram. Do you fall into that category? Never. Not once. I never received one, never sent one. A telegram. So we're not talking like a postcard, like just your traditional telegram. telegram. Like you go to the place and say, send a telegram. Never done it. I didn't even know they had them. War is over. Stop. Wow. No, no, no. Stop. (laughs) Have either of you, when was the last time either of you sent something snail mail? Oh, my gosh. That's a great question. Uh, 
An actual letter? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Maybe a but Christmas card? That's not official? Mm-mm. Yeah, just sent a letter in the mail. I'm S- not... I, decades. Yeah. Been a seven, while. 7% have never sent... Have never sent a letter. Really? 55% still do. I had to send a card the other day. Actually, twice. One was a, a no to a wedding, and one was a, a thank you card. But that was the only reason. Wow. I never do it. I sent... I think... Maybe a couple years ago, like three years ago, I sent a bill out in the mail <laughs> wow. because like the, the online system wasn't working. But I, I, okay, perfect example. I bought a book of stamps. I remember where it was. It was at a Publix in Marco Island. Wow. I bought a book of stamps back in 2018, I think it was. And it's still good. And I still have that book of stamps. I need a stamp. Could you bring it in? I could, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was an Abe Lincoln stamp. That's right. Do either of you have a landline telephone? Nope. Nope. When was the last time you had a landline? Te- Mine, it has to be 10 years. Two houses ago. Yeah, it's been a while. Been about 20 years since yeah, we had one. 11, 11% have never owned a landline. 29% of people still do. It must be somewhere else other than around here. I mean, honestly, it's probably a good idea for us to own one just with hurricanes. If you lose power and everything, your cell tower goes down. You know, I don't even have a place to plug it in. No, yeah. I, I, good... I don't even have an outlet. You know? It's all cell phone now. And right. I also can't remember anybody's cell phone, uh, numbers. Because it's saved in context, and that's bad. I think I know two of them. Have you ever (laughs) used a public payphone? Sure. Yeah, back in the day. For only 4% of people still do, and I think it's because you can't find them. Didn't they take out the last one in New York York City recently? They just took them all out. Yep. So I don't know how you find a public telephone anywhere. I've never seen one. You needed it to call your pager. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. right. (laughs) That's right. All right. And the last one, when was the last time you used dial-up internet? Uh, About 20 years ago. 5% 5% of people still do. Really? You're That's amazing. Me. You know, it must be like in remote You're areas, kidding. right? I, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm just, As they go on AOL? That's right. Oh, and the I sound. Don't know. And oh. they put in their AOL disc. <laughs> Get wow. the free hours in the mail. Ever use a typewriter? I yeah, did. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And 20, then word processors in uh, college, though. Right. 6% of people still use a typewriter. Really? I don't know why. Maybe it's because it's their favorite typewriter and they're writing a book or something. Because it's satisfying to go ding, 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 ding. And then the next no, page. They, I like the old ones that aren't even electric. That's yeah. what I mean. And then, yeah. then oh. a ding at the end and then send I the whole thing down. Yeah. But man, when you hit the wrong letter, it was a pain in the butt. Yeah. White out. Yeah, the white yeah. out. <laughs> All right, well, uh, events this weekend outside of Greek Fest, a little bit north of 95, Daytona 500, baby. Austin Sindrick. If you don't know him, don't worry, nobody else does either. <laughs> He's defending his Daytona 500 crown. Drivers are going to battle in the iconic race this weekend. Alex Bowman is going to take the pole position. He earned that. And again, uh, we'll starting along, uh, alongside Kyle Larson. He's, He's the, the veteran now of the race. I know, isn't that scary? I know Alex Bowman. Yeah, he's been around for a little while. Sunday afternoon, but this race is leading up to that. But the big one is on Sunday with the big cup. 2.30. I mean, we said, um, oh, nice. Now I forget the name of the country artist who was singing the national anthem. Because he's more like a viral It's a one-named. Yeah. Brandley or something like that. I remember. So get there early for Bridgerton singing the <laughs> national anthem. <laughs> I don't know. I, my, my daughter knew who he was. Oh, man. Well... Another thing happening this weekend, guys, I know that you're all in on the XFL. <laughs> it's back with the oh, commissioner, you know, no, Dwayne I'm Johnson. I'm done with you because you lied to us. No, I just withheld no. information. We That's were lying. <laughs> lying by omission. Well, the schedule this week, just in case you weren't here, I really want to get to the head coaches because I think Bill will get a kick out of this. The oh, You got four games because there's eight teams. 
two games on Saturday. You're Vegas Vipers, Bill. It's my team. Uh oh, <laughs> they're playing my team. It's first, game. no, they're playing the Arlington Renegades. That's at three o'clock. It's the first uh, first XFL game. Is three o'clock on Saturday tomorrow. You have the Orlando Guardians, whose mascot is like some type of panther-looking fierce. Mountain Lion type thing. Got to make up for the dumb name. Yeah. I don't get the name. I know. They're at the Houston Roughnecks Saturday night, 8.30 on ESPN, by the way. I thought ABC that was my has team. The other one. No, no, no. You have the San Antonio <laughs> Brahmas who are going against my St. Louis Battlehawks Sunday afternoon at 3 o'clock on ABC. We're going to crush you. And then, and then, well, we said Bill had the first one. And then the last game of the weekend is the D.C. Defenders against the, the um, oh, no, I'm sorry, this week too. Seattle Dragons against the D.C. Defenders Sunday need night. better names. But here's some of the coaches. You ready for this? All right. I'm ready. Eight teams. Are Bob they? Stoops. Remember college him? coach. Yeah, from okay. Oklahoma. All right. He he's, found work. Good for Bob. Uh, in Arlington. He's got that team. Good old Wade Phillips. Oh, yeah. Know him well. Yeah. Wade Phillips used to be, I mean, longtime coach in the NFL. He's, He's Bum Phillips' kid. Bum Phillips. Oh, him, I know. Yeah, you're <laughs> Bum Phillips. You know his dad. Thank you. Yeah. He's a great defensive mind. He's coaching the Houston team. All right. So back to his So Houston's going to have a good defense. I know that. Yes. All right. Vegas has Rod Woodson as the head coach. Orlando has Terrell Buckley, former Dolphins uh, defender. San oh, wow. Antonio has Heinz Ward, former Pittsburgh Steeler, as their head coach. Isn't that my team? Yes, they are actually. Your coach is Heinz Ward. Heinz Ketchup is my coach. Great. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and Seattle, you remember this name, Jim Hazlitt. Jim Hazlitt. He used to be the coach of the Colts? New Orleans Saints. I think he was with the Colts for a little while. Wow. How about that, right? Why they even find people who are unemployed in the coaching world? Yeah. So it sounds like it's a good opportunity for older coaches and mm-hmm. young, and uh, you know, guys like, uh, like Heinz Ward Woodson that want to get Heinz into Ward, it. Right. They wow. can get good into it. Good for them. So your coach with the, your Vegas Vipers, Bill, is Rod Woodson. I, I, I'm predicting an XFL-USFL merger. It's going to be the USXFL. I'm in. Let's do it. And then they'll play the CFL. <laughs> oh, my God. And then there were SOL. Oh, my God. Please. Go ahead. Go I want to go AOL. Oh, my <laughs> God. Anyway, this is one of my favorite stories today. Did you know that zoos prepare for, like, you know, natural disaster emergencies all the time? I'm sure Zoo oh, Miami, they, they Miami should. Zoo, because of the hurricanes. Well, at a Japanese zoo, they do it all the time. And this time, they did a reenactment of an earthquake. And the gorilla got loose. They had 150 people take place in this mock drill to catch the escaped gorilla, which <laughs> happened to be the gorilla zookeeper dressed in at a gorilla suit. It's phenomenal. But at the least gorilla it's him su- and not an intern. Yeah, but yeah, the right. gorilla suit looked like a teddy bear suit. It wasn't even like a gorilla suit. You're right. I saw a picture right? of this. He looks like yeah. a little teddy bear you want to take home. So this poor guy is running around the zoo. They end up putting, you know, fencing around him and then they tase him and then they, they zap him with a, a, a tranquilizer gun all in fake. And he falls over. But then they wrap him up and throw him a truck. He said it was a different way of looking at it from the animal's perspective. But they had people watch. You pay to buy tickets to go watch this. They, then they should have put him in the uh, gorilla exhibit. I, and to see if he can fool the original go- well, gorilla. See how, last, how long that lasts. About two seconds because he didn't look like a gorilla. He looked like a little teddy bear. He looked like a panda bear. Oh, my God. I was like, okay. <laughs> Here's another event this weekend Silly. that's going on. Tiger Woods is back. Ooh. Where's he, he was, playing? Uh, it's the Genesis Invitational. And he kind of has to be there, doesn't he? Because Genesis, he's an endorser. He's the host, I think, of the whole but thing. But he's yeah. playing well. He's two under par and five strokes behind the leaders in the opening round as it uh, resumes again today. 
But he's back to being Tiger. He's having fun. He's joking around. He's talking trash. I like this. And that's good news. We need Tiger. The world needs Tiger back. Golf needs Tiger back. Absolutely. I love that. Like you said, the Honda Classic, the Masters coming up. So really cool to see him there. If he makes, do you think he makes an appearance at the Honda Classic? He that might. would be great. He really that's a might. huge difference. If he wants to stay sharp and, and warm for the Absolutely. Masters, why not? Well, so actually, here's a good segue to myself. Staying warm. That's what this little piggy in Alaska oh, was trying I to do. Oh, I saw this. It was so cute. <laughs> I've been waiting to do this one for the end. Little piggy. He's walking around in Anchorage, Alaska. So what happens? The cops pull over and pick him up because they said he looked cold. He's just wandering he around. He's walking around in Alaska. It's he cold was. in Alaska. So this little pot belly guy, in the, and he's, there's a funny picture of him. He's just sitting in the back of the cop car with his snout like out the window. So <laughs> the cop said, hey, just look cold. So we wanted to help him out. Turns out they found the owner because he was a pet pig. They said he was quite friendly. And the owner, when he got him back, he said, there's my pig, Elvis Pigsley. Oh! <laughs> that's his name, Elvis that's Pigsley. Best, that's the best part of it is the animal's name. So they kept the little Elvis Pigsley warm, and now he's back home safe and sound. We're oh, only doing the story for the name, aren't we? Yes. <laughs> Elvis Pigsley. Oh Works for me. Works right. for me. We're going to wrap up the week coming up next with our uh, junk drawer segment of things we didn't get to. Things like the random acts of kindness. It's, it's today, you know. I don't agree with any of them. Jen hates all these. <laughs> Just don't even try to be kind in her book. That's not true. That and uh, some movies coming out. And coffee's trying to kill you. No. Today. They'll change it tomorrow. But okay. today it's trying to kill you. Oh, good. It's coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Not only the Joyce podcast... The podcast for this show, the Rapid Fire one, all our uh, individual podcasts, and also, most importantly, plain old listening live right there in the 850 mobile app right there. Also, What's... 850WFTL.com, but all the cool kids are using the app, you know, Jen. Yeah. What, what is what is your uh, uh, Cool Dad Rules podcast about this week? They're just the whole TikTok thing, because no one has ever f- figured out. And it's not just about kids. It, trying to communicate to anybody the dangers of TikTok has been all over the news this week. Just telling you, communication-wise, what's not working. Right. You're not going to convince anybody to stay off TikTok using the, oh, you know, they're stealing your data. No one cares. They don't care. Hey, I don't care who you are. <laughs> you don't care. And That they, doesn't they, work. What does work? Say, if I'm in control of this somehow, you're an adult on your own. But if I'm paying for it, I'm going to monitor what's on your phone. Well, and if this administration has anything to do with it, they see, when Chucky e. Schumer starts saying it's time to shut down TikTok, you think, well, okay, if Chucky's saying it. What I don't are they think, saying in the White House? I think it's too late, though. I think so, too. That's I don't just, think you'll ever get it so ingrained. And then, listen, there's a lot of companies using TikTok, too. They have massive social media presences right. on, on TikTok. You're not going to get them off it. It's and, too late. And then what do you do to the people who make their living off of TikTok? I mean, you think they want it to go away? No. There's no way. So it's not good. Not good. At, it's not. It's not a good thing, but it's not going anywhere. Here's Too many cows are out of the barn. It's true. We had our chance in 2020, I think. But uh, anyway, stay off it. New in theaters. Anybody going to see Ant Man and the Wasp? I think we are. Quantum Mania. Yeah. I do want to see yeah. it. Maybe I can throw the word in there for us to go see it on Saturday. You know what I didn't realize is that because I saw the trailer during the Super Bowl, I didn't realize it was out this weekend. Yeah, that's quick. Yeah. Here we are. <clears throat> wow. I know. I, out of, I, I think out of all of them, though, that's, that's he's one I like, and I like Paul Rudd, but I think that's like one of my least favorite, like really Marvel characters. I like Andy. Is he Marvel? Mm-hmm. Him, I like the Pym <clears throat> particles or whatever oh, yeah, they were. Oh, Hank Pym. Yeah, is she still alive? He is. Okay, Michael Douglas, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, they ran into Kang the Conqueror. 
Who the hell's that? Played by Jonathan Majors. If you watch Loki at all, you saw yeah. him a lot in there. Yeah, that's when he made his debut into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, the creepy guy there. Okay, that he's at the, the bad end. guy in the end? Okay. Yeah. I forgot all about Loki. He's King the Conqueror. When's he coming back? He's a variant of He Who Remains, if that's not complicated enough. He is a variant. You need a roadmap to follow this stuff now. Oh, I know. I mean, wow. that's that's where they kind of introduced all the variant and, you know, uh, alternative universes, right. mul- the multiverse. It was kind of all introduced in the Loki show. That's how it all kind of came about. They threw it all in your face. Like, here's how it works. Wow. <laughs> Remember it. Deal with it. But they are doing a second season of Loki. You're right, Jen. They are? Yeah, sometime this year. I forget when it comes What's out. I think the Mandalorian? It's the March. March 1st. Oh, really? Oh, geez. That's two weeks away. Two weeks away. Oh that's going to be great. I have to, is the old one still on? I'll have to go back and watch the mm-hmm. old one because it's kind of like when Stranger Things comes <laughs> out. <and> forget <laughs> everything that happened already. So I'm going to go back and watch it. That's not a bad idea, actually. When you were out, did I, I didn't show you the picture yet. Did I? Um, what's his face? Pedro Pascal was at the Starbucks when my daughter was there. In, Are you kidding New York? me? She yeah? said, I know it's him. And then sure enough, they, they had pictures of him in the same outfit all throughout New York. He was there for <laughs> Saturday Night Live. It was that weekend. Oh, did okay. she take? She took pictures of him then. Yeah, but a sneaky shot. It wasn't oh. like a, hey, can I have a selfie? She's too scared. <laughs> I'd be afraid of him too, though. I said, uh, she's texting me at the time, and I said, walk up to him, say, where's baby Where's Where baby Yoda? Yoda? <laughs> where's Grogu? I wonder what he gets the most. It's got to be something with baby Yoda, right? Yeah, he's probably like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. You're talking about <laughs> movies, and I watched it this morning. He only killed like 150 people in the trailer. John Wick is back in Chapter 4. Outstanding. Yes. And uh, it looks so good. And the rest of the cast, Bill Skarsgård. I don't know which one that is. Lawrence Fishburne. He's in all of them, isn't he? Yeah. He's back. And Ian McShane, I think, is a bad guy. Comes out uh, March 24th, I want to say. Yeah. But uh, remember we counted how many. We watched that when the the lizards were attacking us at the Key West resort (laughs) we were at. And we we were counting. I think we got up to like 168 kills, like, you know, an hour into the movie. I'm thinking, how many more people is this guy going to kill? It was over 200, I think. It was crazy. Just a great movie. Crazy fun, fun family viewing the John Wick <laughs> movie. Yeah, I can't get sure anybody to watch it with me. I can't understand why. And here's a nice thought. Here's your feel-good story. Hidden into the weekend, it is Random Act of Kindness Day. Okay. Hmm. So we're going to help you out with five, five easy things you can do for okay. somebody else. You ready? Right. Go ahead. Number one, if you're running out to Publix or your favorite grocery store, text a neighbor. Ask him if they need anything. You know, my neighbor does that for me all the time. That's nice. I mean, recently you needed the help, but I mean, yeah. come on now. Oh, that's true, too. I didn't think about that. <laughs> I am not asking any neighbor for anything. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Give me a 24-pack. Give me uh No. I would. I'd ask. 25 idea. lottery tickets. It's a nice idea. Yeah. What if they keep the twenty? They keep the lottery ticket, though? <laughs> that's the other one. Go ahead. Get to the lottery ticket uh-huh. one. Go ahead. Buy a lotto ticket. Give it to a stranger. No way. No. Heck no. No. We'll be in here reading the straight. We'll be in here doing the story. And a local woman won $25 million when a stranger gave her a ticket. Jen's going to go, that was me. (laughs) Leave a big tip for your restaurant server or delivery person. Even if it's a little bigger than usual, you'll likely make their day. Oh, yeah, sure. Well, now they want 30%. When you pick up food, like you you order it and you pick it up, are you supposed to give them a big tip? Oh, You're supposed to give them 20%. It's not like they're walking through the snow. Well, I know. And then they, go, they walk like five feet from the back door. Somebody else, oh, I'm bagging it. Okay. Just like, leave a big tip for an old Greek lady at Greek Fest. That works go. for me. Okay. That'll make their day. How about smile and say hi to somebody you pass by? Then they pop you. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll, they'll check to make sure you didn't steal their wallet. Right. Yeah, I have to, come on. Why are you talking to me? 
Go away. How about they this? They do. They don't like it. Write a positive review for a small business you go to often. Oh, that's a good one. It's not bad. I do say hi to people, though. Like, if I'm just walking by on the street or even on the beach, you know, I do a little hey, 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 I, I love the ones that just stare at you, though. I know. It's like, what's your problem? Say well, I always back. do. My, my standard thing is, hey, how you doing? When they don't say anything, I always go, good, me too. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, if I'm walking downstairs... Like yesterday, I was leaving, and two guys were behind me. And I'm used to, if Bill's with me, Bill will run to get the door. He's like, really, you're the same way, Diener, but you go out the back door. That's true. So Bill usually, It's like whip smart. So oh, I had these two on. guys, we're, ta- we're talking in the elevator. One was a cowboy. We get to the lobby, and they're right behind me. So I'm figuring one of them's going to get in front of me and open the door. And they didn't. And, oh. I, and I just stopped. And I stood there, and they both looked at me, and I went, well, I guess I'm getting the door. And I just kicked it. I Whoa. was so mad. Good I for was you. like. What's I said? What happened to chival? I looked at him. I said, "What happened to chivalry?" I'm an old lady. Open the door. You know Come what their on. story is? This lady attacked us. <laughs> That's right. Out of nowhere, <laughs> and tried to kick a door open to us. <laughs> they go home and tell it. You're probably for- right. I'll never forget it. We were at SeaWorld one time, real quick. I'll tell it. And this is like 25 years ago. My dad held the door open for somebody I hadn't going into a restaurant. They didn't say anything. He's like, "Yeah, you're welcome, you jerk." <laughs> I'm becoming your dad. I swear. I am your dad. I got news for you. Don't forget it. Okay, we're out of here. Lee from the Greek Festival. Thank you so very much. The Greek Festival's going on. Taste a little Italy in Port St. Lucie. Artie Gras and Palm Beach Gardens. You have all kinds of neat stuff to do this weekend. Have a great weekend. We'll be back Monday. Thanks for listening. We'll see you Monday at 6.